The sky people have sent us a message. That they can take whatever they want. And no one can stop it. But we will send them a message. You ride out as fast as the wind can carry you. You tell the other clans to come. You tell them Tarek Makto calls to them. You fly now. With me. My brothers. Sisters. And we will show the sky people. That they cannot take whatever they want. And that this. This is our land. Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin. Yeah, it's best film ever. My name is Ian. I'm Liam. I'm Ethan. And I'm Georgia. Yeah, and two of the four of us. Sound snotty. S- sound crap, yeah. <laughs> I sound wonderful. I had bragged, I think it was last week, I, you know, my superpower was back, and then I went to work, and everybody was hacking around me, and I'm like, I'm so going to catch this again. Right. And I have, and I'm... It's a breeding ground. Oh, I'm so angry about it. I'm, yeah, I am. <laughs> There's one behind me just hacking. Now, granted, you know, we, I don't even people call in sick either, so it's a mixed thing, but I'm like, maybe if that's the case, there's two of them actually, maybe you stay away from the communal areas and just try and stay in the classroom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. who I who I think very, very highly of. But now I'm like, you've you've caused other people to go back into this, and I'm like, that sucks. Or go back to wearing a face mask. Yeah, so do remember, that. Remember that, that Christmas when none of us got ill because everyone wore face masks? Yeah. Didn't have to because That's of why I'm so yeah. angry. I'm not used to this. And obviously, you know, my resilience is low because we've been quarantined from each other, basically, yeah. for two mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just mm-hmm. going like... We went from being so selfless and going, hey, if this happens, I'm going to put face mask on, I'm myself yeah. out, yada, yada, yada. To now because we... Oh, no, I don't want to... Flippity dippity, you know what I mean? Yeah. If I gotta wear, wear a face mask at, at some point, I'm not that bothered anymore. Also, because even before COVID, people would wear face masks on flights at points. Remember the swine flu in 2009? I went to on like several flights that year. There were so many people with face masks, and it was a normal thing. Yeah, we had SARS in Toronto in 2008. So yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, this is COVID was a SARS, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just this this generation of it. Yeah, so there I we go. I genuinely think I've been ill for about a month now, though, and I haven't. As soon as I've shifted one, the next day I've woken up like snotty again with and another cold. The, and the hard part was so, I, had, I had one week of like feeling like yeah. like a, like a world beater, and I've got like, oh, it's great cause <laughs> because I've got a audition next week. I'm like, this yeah. is perfect, and then this came, and I'm like, so angry. <laughs> yeah, you got ill a week before I did, but had a week yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> so this. SARS thing, not a new thing then. It's just a mutation of another thing. Wait, of another SARS thing. or COVID, which one we're talking about? I don't know. You said SARS. SARS is a, is, is a COVID, because COVID-19, right? The 19 means it's the 19th 19. iterant or, or, or mm. version thereof. It was the year it came out. The year it came out, I thought. Was that what it is? It was COVID discovered 19. December yeah. 19, yeah. Okay. But, okay, yeah. So it's just, obviously, it's a subsection of a much larger thing. Basically, anything that comes out, they're not really sure what it is, kind of gets, if I, if I believe correctly. There's much more boring podcasts than us you can find out this information from. It's, a, I'm just it's basically a cold. SARS and COVID are a type of a types of cold. The common cold falls under one of, of those sort, yeah. categories, but okay. obviously the specific strain is 
different. Oh, so okay. please go and check out those podcasts. They'll be much more informative, but probably more dull. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and say, uh, first off, thanks to um, someone who always brings us joy and never anger, and that's our Patreon backers. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking about Reverend Bruce. Yeah. I'm talking about Julie right. Hermes. Come on. Lena Oberholzer. Yeah. Katie McRae. That's what I'm talking about. Dwayne Smith. Woo. And Sidney and Davies. <laughs> I thought you was going to jump in there, George. I was. Man. You got in the woo too quick. <laughs> Sorry. Let's give Anthony and Davey some love. You guys just spent the whole time talking about Dwayne. Chris Peterson. Hey. Randall Silva. Hey. Nate the Great. Ooh. The Yeetmeister. Yeet. Cheesy. Yeet. With a fish on a bike. Andy Dixon. Woo. Deck the halls with Holly Callen. Yeah. la 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 no, bows of holly. If you go bows of holly, cal- it's just too many extra syllables. Holly Callen. <laughs> you, you went deck the halls with, and, and like and then, melodically, and then, you skipped ahead. Yeah, I did. To what I, to what I originally did. Deck the halls, Holly. Oh. Yeah. Deck the halls with, with Holly Callen. With, with Holly Callen. Yes, it does. Okay. While we're, let's talk about Richard. Hey, Richard. <laughs> and the cool cat himself, Ryan Kukats. Thank Ooh. you very much, folks. If you're like, what are you guys all on about? I mean, first of all, welcome to the Freak Show. Secondly, <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> Patreon.com slash BFE. You'll we find ways you that you can help support the pod. Be like those wonderful people. Help support it. Help it keep it self-sustaining so that we can continue to bring you stuff roughly two times a week. It's been a little bit light in the uh, autumn window this year because of other commitments, but... That Tuesday release has never changed. Hey, so, yeah, be the PT Barnum to our freak show. Oh no, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, I don't by really... supporting us on Patreon. There's other there's other patrons we could talk about. People who have patronage. Yeah, but you said freak show, and I was just all right. I was Is just this the greatest show? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no. <It's> <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Mad thank you very much. Slaves. If you want to find it, it's patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for we you. Did. Uh, speaking of keeping it simple, I think it's what the Steven Soderbergh did last week. We have Logan Lucky. Yeah. Yeah, pretty simple. Yeah, it was good. Yep. It was yeah. good for us. Do we have any? Should we fix any of those problems? No. Leave them all in. Nah, we're fine. Just, we're just, it's fine. It's just a joyride. Gaping plot hole? Nah. nah. Who needs it? But you tell you what we did need. That was Hermes last week. Thanks for yes, joining us, Hermes. Did, Hermes. Great job. Woo. I missed him. Yeah, uh, this no week. No cigar, though. That was a cigarette. There we go. <laughs> this week, however, um, we have a special extra bit of content we're dropping. Woo, I'm George and I had the benefit of sitting down virtually. Yeah. I guess technically we were all sat down anyway. We were all But down. not around the same legitimate space, but a virtual space. Mm-hmm. We have three of the leading members from Shipwreck Comedy. So we had Mary-Kate Wiles, we had Sinead Prasad, and we had Sean Prasad, who are sister and brother. Aww. Yes. Look at how I, sister and brother, I have the brother and sister, which people would usually lean mm-hmm. towards. I'm fighting the patriarchy. Fight the patriarchy. <laughs> Woo. And they're siblings, and they're a writing team, and there was a lot of interesting questions. You could definitely tell which rabbit holes we were going down, because you were very... Production-based. Production-based, and I was very writing-heavy yeah. with my questions. <laughs> So first things first, if you haven't done it already, go check out the Headless series. It's for free. It's out there. We wanted to have mom because uh, we, we've had Sean Prasad on before. We talked to Hank a little bit over a year and a half ago, maybe. Yeah, it was a little while ago. Yeah, he was one, he was one of our very, very first guests we had mm. on. Yeah. And then it was great for him to come on with some of his collaborators and people who work with him and write with him and ask those sorts of questions. So it was fantastic. He did remember us from the first time. God bless him. Aww. And even that Pippin and Meowed at his cat. Oh, no. Barked at his cat. So he remembered, but you, you couldn't accurately. Is what oh, no, I, can't, I just can't get my words right. So that's going to come out Friday. And it's gonna, oh, I'm just, 
my laptop broke again. Oh. So it's in the shop again. It went from the fan sounding like it was in hyperdrive and was going to like cause my laptop to explode. That was last time. <laughs> this time, it's like, nah, I'm not turning it on. No. Oh. I just want, I told the guy at the computer store, somewhere in the middle. <laughs> just running. That's all I want. Just running. I literally just turned on my laptop and it basically said, if you keep going, your computer might melt. And I was like, yeah, I- I'm going to take your advice on this and I'm not going to do it. Your computer might melt. <laughs> I didn't say that exactly. It, said, but it did say it did say Reading data loss. It did say data loss and permanent damage may occur. Yeah, so basically, yeah. your computer may melt. Yeah, it sounds like melting. So yeah, so I was going to leave that be as it was. So uh, I'm going to cough for a minute. See if you guys can actually cover cover for me. Oh, We've okay. got a cover for him. Liam. What color are you, is your hair this week? Um, uh, pink, blue, green, uh, and bubblegum blue too. It's very lovely. Oh, I like it. It's oh, got patterns and stuff. Oh, oh, oh! It's what, a what, Christmas what? present. Can you see the bow, the bows? Oh, is it a bow? Yeah, I can oh, see. that makes sense. The pink bows around the or an upside session. down heart or a hanging pair of testicles. These are all things. <laughs> Trust you to lower the tone. Liam's, yeah, that's me. That's my role here. <laughs> Liam's jumper actually features many of the same color choices that his hair does. His hair, his jumper is very manic as well. We're very matching today, look Georgia. At, look at me and Liam. We're yep. matching. We've yep. both got Marvel jumpers. That's, that's what they say about the two of you. You guys are always on the same always wavelength. Always on the same wavelength. <laughs> 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 so usually you know what this feels like this feels like you guys went to the therapy or counseling <laughs> and this is some sort of exercise they're having you do so you can I see we have they appreciate that the other person was able to reciprocate so you can see yourself thank you for acknowledging in them. Yeah. thank you for igno- yeah all those sort of catchphrases <laughs> I got to that part of the office again and I was like oh, that's oh it's a hard go in the office yeah, yeah. Um, uh, speaking of which uh, I'm going to put it out there again uh, George and I have committed to doing a uh, a sitcom in a year yeah. Whatever it is. We're not going to do all of them. We're going to do a greatest hits. We're probably talking about 40 episodes. So it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a great chunk. Yeah. So we're going to go through one of either How Much Your Mother, um, The Office, the American version. If we did the British version, it would have been much easier. <laughs> I also would not do want they to do, do it. Episodes? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> uh, friends, um, How Much Your Mother, The Office, or Community. And if you remember our Patreon, you can go ahead and back that up. I don't want an update. I don't want any of that stuff. I want to find out on the day. So, yeah, it's much more fun. That's what's going to happen. There are 13 there. votes in, so it's uh, we're so almost true. there. Yeah. But if someone were to sign up, could they still access that vote? They could, yeah. There you absolutely. go. So there's just those three pounds a month. You can help direct a fair amount of content coming your way. So if you're yeah. like, I like the sound of one of those, come on, literally spend three pounds, put your vote in, <laughs> bail on your membership after that. <laughs> and you can at least go, I had a... I brought something to it. Yeah. yeah. yeah the yeah, same yeah. goes for the twenty pound one though. If you want to just give us twenty pounds, come on and do a film with us and then bail. That's absolutely cool. That's we cool don't too. mind. That's cool too. Yeah, yeah, go for it. For the record, all of our existing patrons, we are not suggesting this as a future course of action. <laughs> <laughs> because I would like a new microphone. Um, but yeah. If you if you can't afford it, we know things are difficult at the moment. So for everyone, oh, we're, we're, we're very. I would like to think. I hope we're very understanding of that. Yeah, right? absolutely. So, but yeah. there are shows out there that you and Shipwreck is one of them. Yeah, who you support pay Patreon? Well, I support, Mary Kate, I do directly, but I support the boys at Post Wrestling. Yeah, um, and we did as part of the BFE help with the with the the, the crowdfunding for crowdfunding, yeah, for Headless. for Headless. So we're 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 very we, proactive. We, 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 I think we're kind of doing what we're kind of asking for. Yeah, in a yeah, sense, yeah. you know, we kind of believe in sustaining the, the creativity of others, and hopefully that's whatever. And we thought really long and hard before launching our Patreon, and we thought long and hard about when's the right time for it because we didn't want to be mm. those people. No. And we went almost a full two years. And, and and the People were asking us. People were asking us. And we'll yeah. talk a bit more about it, I think, come Christmas time or come 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 our birthday time, whatever it might be, when we're getting all reflecty. But reflecty. Um, as part of that, um 
kind of what we had hoped for, I think, was as far surpassed. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And yeah. so we're, we're nothing but, but appreciative. And if you want to make us feel Always even more appreciative this holiday season, <laughs> I'll just do Ooh. one more plug. Patreon.com <laughs> slash BFE. There we go. It's uh, always nice. <sighs> How did you go with my mic, though, Georgia? Did you enjoy using my mic? It's a bit of a learning curve. Yeah, I had to like move the arm around. It was like, you know, in Iron Man, he's got that little hand that does the, the robot hand that uh-huh. moves things around. I had to kind of like do that with the microphone arm and find where I wanted it to sit. Yeah, I'll say oh. this. It took him like no time at all to get it back in the proper place compared to what you had to do. Well, he's used to it. I'm not used to it. I'm also he's shorter. Never, he's never had, actually, I don't think he's ever done it. I think the first time he showed up, it was sitting like that for him. Yeah, I just looked he's at like it used and to I just went, that's just got to go like this. And <laughs> bing, 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 bing. It's, like, it's like a transformer. Went, that road thing, I'll, I'll, I'll give it credit. It's like an Apple product. It like It's almost like it knows what you want it to do as you're doing it. Unless you're me. As opposed to Georgia, who's like fighting it. Um, yeah, we, we have to find like... So now that you guys ground. are good, Georgia and, and the road arm are going to be in counseling next week. <laughs> <laughs> we're going down that road, are we? I'll tell you what. Hey. While we're feeling reflect... Oh, that was very good. While we're doing <laughs> and feeling reflecty... There's a mistake I think I made. One's on me. Well, ninety percent of them are only because you talk more than the rest. Yeah, of us. I'd, say, I'd say based on how much I talk, my record's all right. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Um, uh, I've got one here from our friends over at the Skeptical Pod who say Tom Cruise has been married three times. Yeah, Mia Farrow. I wasn't. I don't have Mia Farrow. I've got oh. Mimi Rogers. Mimi Rogers. That's the one. There we go. Oh, hang on. Just just while we're here. So to our friends at Scriptical, you kind of proved me and Liam wrong in one tweet. Well done. <laughs> Brilliant. That's impressive, guys. I've known them years, and I still can't do that in That's one right. job. There we are. Um, got one for Hum. Oh, I didn't set this up properly. That's right. Just watch me struggle. <laughs> we like to watch you struggle. Usually you do that really quickly. There we go. Uh, from One from my sister who says, you totally yeah, fooled me. I thought you were all alone last week. <laughs> I, she said, I looked at the four-hour runtime and thought, what could he possibly be saying on his own for that long? I, I He's hallucinating. That's if, what it if is. If it was me by myself, it would be like a 45-minute pod. <laughs> Did you imagine, right? That's what Seth MacFarlane must feel like. He's doing voices for like four different characters or more. Yeah. Imagine yeah, talking yeah. to yourself. I've watched a lot of family guy recently and i was thinking like how much of this is just him having to he's not doing imagine he goes in and does one he does all the peter stuff first i imagine do you think i would think so i've seen him i've seen him do it live on like inside the actor studio and stuff like this but he wants multiple goes at sort of lines and things like that yeah maybe i know obviously he has to do it i wonder if because they have songs where it's like peter and uh stewie and brian singing i'm guessing when they maybe when they They go to to but well, he's not singing two voices at the same time, Ethan. Oh, Man, no, no, I'm saying when, he, when he's not having to... Because har- they harmonize at points. I'm saying when they don't have to harmonize, I'm sure it's, he's it's, doing it's it. It's great like, to... In, in he might. He, it's great to watch him on things on Saturday Night Live from mm. the actor's studio where he goes back and forth. Uh, you also see it with, like, the cast of The Simpsons. I think I saw one oh, with, yeah. like, Hank Azaria and... Uh, oh, who's the other big one? Yeah, oh, um, Fre- uh, Harry Shearer. Oh, okay. Yeah. And between them, they've got, like, 18 characters they're Spinal responsible tap. for. So they kind of go, yeah, yeah, Spinal Tap, yeah. Yeah. And so they go... Oh, that's clever. I never realized that link. Yeah, yeah, Because <laughs> there's an episode where Spinal Tap actually appears in The Simpsons, isn't there? <laughs> Brilliant. So how's that for meta? <laughs> that's very meta, isn't it? And how, how do we not, did we mention it? I don't know. I don't, I don't want to go back and listen to the Spinal have. Tap episode again. No. <laughs> I'm sure we talked about how he was, he was a member of The he Simpsons. Must, we must have yeah. We did, yeah. That's yeah. okay, then. Um, let's, let's give him a, a, a backup here, and that's Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith! Oh, that's what, like, 
chicken nugget. You absolutely <laughs> waited until you had a chip in my mouth. I, I did not. Be, yes, you did. At all the times you decided funny, you're not going to help me, you could let Liam do it. Yeah. You could let Liam do it. But you said, let's give him a whatever, and I expect I didn't want to let him down. Like, like, like I say to my students sometimes, it doesn't necessarily have to be all about you. <laughs> I said it's you could start at six you. today, and I would it's just pop in, and I would join in when Georgia. I could, and you were like, no, 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 it's, it's okay, we'll wait, it's okay. Am I Hang on, hang on. Am I getting like like dissed for being like we will wait for you? Yeah, but we now they will, we will but now wait you. It's all about me. And Liam, I don't want it to there's be a song that's me. like we will wait, we will wait for you. <laughs> I don't know that one. It's I will wait by Mumford and Sons. Oh, I don't know. Oh, is that that chanty one? Well, I don't know. You were all Mumford and Sons are chanty. So oh, well, yeah. at my fortieth, I, I, I did it on karaoke. Oh, okay. It was a big yeah. sing along. I went around and, and then I fell off a chair. I was because <laughs> <laughs> it was towards the end of the night. <laughs> I was too busy doing S Club Seven. I sure. I was reaching for the sky. Anyway, back to Dwayne Smith. Says, <laughs> lo- Dwayne Smith! Says, he loved hearing the stats and how well we're doing. Thanks a lot so much. Oh, thank um, you. Russell the Postie. I can only. I have hey, to throw this to Georgia. And this guy, she, he goes, did my ears deceive me? Or did Georgia say that Shia LaBeouf was, quote, an actual cannibal? I don't remember this. <laughs> oh, you did oh, say something song. about a cannibal, yeah. This song. I was quoting the lyrics to the song, Shia LaBeouf, actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. And no one on the pod obviously knows it's the song. Obviously no, 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 picked no, no, up no. On it. Ethan obviously if, knows it. Yeah. But yeah. no one picked up on it. So yeah, it's a, it's a song. Just put in actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf, it'll come up. It's really funny. I'm also curious, Ethan, did you get a chance to listen to last week's show? I did. Okay. I did because I, I started screaming when you guys were talking about the, the Christmas movies because I forgot Gremlins was That's a right. Christmas film. Well, I had pain. Russell continues by going, also, Ian saying that Ethan had a face you really want to punch made me spit my drink oh. out. <laughs> <laughs> I do that. And have oh, 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 I do. No one can, I shave. I shave my face again because I realize I just kind of look a bit yeah. scummy when I've got like the uh, what do you call it the 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 not the chaplain the uh, that's the, the wrong one. The, the Van Dyke, yeah? The Van Dyke, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you're in a stage where you keep shaving it because eventually it'll come in a bit more evenly and fuller, yeah. and then you'll get do what you want to do. I with reckon it. in yeah. like. Eight years, you'll have a really, really lovely beard, but yeah, it's are. still so. it's still in the stage. My stepdad used to tell me yet. he's only once give, give it up again. You'll never be able to grow a beard. Yeah, you you grow a well. lovely beard, and like, yeah. and like my, the beard's been like my defining look. Thank God, since I was like twenty two, because I have no chin. <laughs> Yeah. I go right from lower lips into that. neck, and I'm just like, yeah, I need this to define my face. My problem is I'm clean shaven. Like within five minutes, it's like, poof, yes, it is. It's back. Yeah, it's really frustrating to cast you. In the face. Oh. It's like Liam, you need to shave it because they also have really sensitive skin, though, so it I breaks do. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we need to buy you like really, really high quality, like soothing <laughs> stuff. So you need to exfoliate first, man. Yeah. Uh, That's why I use Harry's razors. Oh, this is this is for <laughs> hashtag not a match. <laughs> you know what? I've not Harry's, used Harry's razors for like I started He's using that, Gil- that Gillette <laughs> Pro Club uh, stuff. That's good, but I need I'm I'm having to get like an electric one now because you know can't shave anymore okay <laughs> let's move on to um our shout out shall we uh let's yeah. talk about josh and favorite movie i mean how can you not the guy's just been brilliant for us thank you for a couple of years now he's been great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's a great show if you want to hear the exact opposite of what we do <laughs> if you want to hear I me mean, if you want to hear a movie be gone through in about 16 minutes that he's your guy. He is speedy and he is good at it. Yeah, and you'll get to know a lot of other good podcasts in the process. Yeah. And he's been very kind to have us on twice for best month ever. Yeah, individually, not even just twice. No. Like eight, best month, eight, 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 we, he's given us eight 
eight or nine weeks of content? Was it five weeks the first time? Might have been. Yeah. I think, I, think, I think Ellie got a week the first year. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's already said he wants to do it again next year. So, Ooh, yeah. The triple. The triple. There we are. <laughs> Look forward to ever John Travolta travesty you bring to him again. <laughs> That's twice. Yeah. Uh, what's up next here? Why'd you look he's talking? <laughs> we, oh, you mean that? Oh. We, got, we got Kev from the podcast that wouldn't die. Uh, happiest hey, man in podcast and thanks yeah, a lot absolutely. and then I'm really sure to talk about the gift of the week it was really good so first off shout out to Hermes for choosing an excellent excellent gift choice alright alright and it's not the, code pink it's, it's not even yours it's like it's the best one I think we've had as far as like an overall level of content ever oh okay they're cool. all really strong so I want to thank the following who quote unquote received other votes but we're not going to go into theirs because it was too strong Ensign Ian Davies who also gets a bonus shout out for he actually came with a, with a code pink gift as well hey good lad as did Dwayne Smith, you came over with it. Ryan Kukets, thank you for, for contributing. Here was the short list. Um, we had uh, Russell the Posty, who did Cactus Jack going bang, bang. Oh, cool. Playing to my Mick Foley love. Josh, next favorite movie with a bang 316. Uh, very famous moment in wrestling history, if you're familiar. Uh, Chris Peterson from How I Your Mother, who did Robin Scherbatsky singing bang, bang, a bang, 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 Julene, who did the buffer scene that happens in between scenes in the, in the Big Bang Theory of like Adam uh, spinning around. Uh, yep. Uh, Dwayne Smith, uh, who actually, oh, sorry, Dwayne Smith, <laughs> Dwayne Smith, who actually found some guy holding his, written his tie and going bang, bang, boom. So he put in that do, 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 do in typing. So the guy finishes the chorus of a song from last week. Cool. My heart goes. Oh, that bloody song that you yep. sang, and I was like, doo, 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 doo. that was so funny to hear that at the end. <laughs> I was like, that's genius. I wish I had it, but it's on the uh, it's on the laptop. But that's in the shop, unfortunately. So I don't know right now. Brilliant. Because uh, I even did a little fancy audio editing with that. Um, what do we have here? Then we've uh, Kirsty, uh, my sister, who did uh, William Hung from American Idol, going she bang, she bangs. The problem is cursed. You'll hear a silence from Georgia and Ethan and Liam. Is that not, oh baby, when she moves, she moves? That yes. song? Yes. I love that song. That's a Ricky Martin Ricky song, Martin, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. But there was a guy called William Hung who did like the worst version, because he's like the least sexual guy ever. Oh, okay. And he goes on, and it's a really funny thing, but it is limited to a very a very North American scope, uh-huh. and therefore loses the... So I'm going to go top three. I will go third place to Kirsty for William Hung. It's really, really funny, but you have to know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second place to uh, Russell the Posty for Cactus Jack. Would have won it almost any other week. <laughs> Number one's got to be Robin Shabotsky. Bang, a bang, a bang, and he bang. Instead of bang, 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 and he bang. Oh, I'm going to give another bronze medal, a tie there, to um, Dwayne Smith for the bang, bang, boom. Bang, this is not extra pickles. Bang, bang. No. You That's shot made me down. upset. There you go. Bang, bang. We hit the ground. That's not a metaphor. George bang, is eating a burger. I am eating a burger. <laughs> <laughs> I asked for extra that pickles. Even says extra pickles on the label. George is in a show. We, so uh, she, started to, she messaged me and said, I'll be a little bit late and I haven't eaten yet. I have extra pickle too. <gasps> As do I. We have. Ooh. Ethan, are you an extra pickle guy? I love pickles. I couldn't get extra pickles on your I cheeseburgers. I love an American pickle. Really? Um, because I use my points for them and they don't let you customise it if you use the points. Is that true? <laughs> I only How do you get the these points? I looked at it the other day and I got You have to have the app. app, man. I got the app, but the I'll app show just you kept... Later. Oh. When you get there, there's a bit at the bottom of your app. Open the app, it'll say code. Yeah. And you go ahead and you go to punch in and it says, put my code in. So you put the code in and you use the code on the app. You just punch it into the screen and it'll say, welcome back. And then anything you spend, it'll remember for your account. Okay, I got really confused. And then when you want to spend them, you have to use the rewards and offers tab. You have to go in there. You can't just put your food in. You have to pick it from there. Oh, really? Uh, and then it'll... Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I haven't uh, used any. I've got like, so many points. 
I've got like enough to eat for like four days. (laughs) (laughs) I might do it January 1st. Just buy all. That would be really cool. I just do all my points in one go. Maybe I'll start a video camera and just do a BFE meets food (laughs) challenge. (laughs) BFE meets food challenge. We'll see how much I can get through. That's cool. Um, I've got a few. um, Let's talk about a fantasy football really, really quickly. Uh, George and I are the only two yeah, with the possibility of making the playoffs. Yeah, I don't. I'm I in, have uh, to win this week or I'm out. Yeah, but if I lose and you win, you might you might I get might in, I might get out. out. Yeah. So it's really down to me, you, is it Rev- I think Reverend Bruce. Like yeah. there's three of us looking for two spots. Yeah, there is. I just have to be Ethan. As long as I'm not last. <laughs> That's not going to be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> just Ethan. I'm, I'm, I'm a message Ethan. from Ian on like Thursday being like, Ooh, I'm, you need to I'm sh- sort your thing out. I was a significant underdog. I'm now 50-50 with Main Street Finance. Ooh, I was no. 45. I'm now 62%. So I'm... Uh, I was 40 all right, all right. and I'm now 38. <laughs> Not too bad, I guess. And Reverend, like two th- Reverend Bruce is currently losing as well. I need that to happen. Mm. I need Reverend Bruce to lose. Really sorry, bud. You need you need one of the two of us to lose. Yeah, yeah. But they're all tight. So or Stu, now, Stu can lose too. That helps. Stu's got Ethan. That ain't happening. Ugh. And also two thirds of my entire team. Yeah, two thirds of my entire team. Yeah, but everybody's is not Every, playing. Them. Like if you if you if you look at Liam's lineup, it's his bench entirely is zero zero my zero zero. My bench is all zero. As is mine. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, all right. Yep. Come, Couple things, and I'm going to take me up is for two minutes, and I want two minutes for each of these. Okay, okay, <laughs> Ethan. <laughs> number number one, England crashes out of the World Cup. Yeah, knew it. Uh, Ethan and I were part of a fairly um, charged chat where Ethan put on his <laughs> punditry hat and went, "That's why you can't like Kane take both penalties in a game." And I went, "Well, he's either your penalty guy or he's not. So if you you can't trust him to two in a game, and get rid of, I'm fine with that. Get rid of him. That's fine. Oh, but yeah, you can't no, be like just kick the first the one. Okay, time. somebody else kick the second. But I was successful in the first one. Yeah, but you won't be if we do it again, will ya? <laughs> do you? Know I what? have found out that three times he's been successful in kicking two goals in an international game like that. Do you know? Right, mm-hmm. I went out with a lovely meal with my girlfriend um, last night, and took the meal with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was normally a quiet place. A nice tranquil place, an open fire. They were showing the game. Look, and they were showing the bloody game. And all I heard was, yeah, war, you are! And I was like, come on, <laughs> seriously? I was going to see if I could find a place to watch it, and then I just went, you know what? I think I'm okay, because I think we're going to lose. Oh, yeah, we did, yeah. so I was all right. I, I've I never saw, been more frustrated than with an England game. I was just like, oh, my God. Normally, I'd get behind them, but, you know, it was interrupting my meal. As I was saying <laughs> to some friends, like, thank God. Because, like, yeah, if we had won, I don't want to be if it had come that. home from the Qatari World Could Cup, you imagine that's kind of like it's this really poison chalice, yeah, you know especially I mean? after how much the England people are. We don't want to, we, we're gonna, we're gonna protest this. And that. actually, no, we're, we're not going to do that anymore. They we're backtracked just go, loads yeah. in the beginning before yeah. their first match, it was a lot of talk, and then no one did anything. Well, I didn't watch yeah. any match, yeah, but you were doing a protest, right. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you just weren't watching any no. <laughs> Um, you know, we could argue with Canada didn't in protest didn't bother showing up. <laughs> At least not past the first game. Canada. Um, let's talk about this BFE Christmas party dropping. I will let you know at the end of the episode what the Christmas party episode's going to be. I'm excited. Next week isn't the Christmas party episode. Next week's the Christmas choice. The Christmas party oh. episode. We've talked about this. Ooh. It's that special morning episode we're trying to get to record. Oh, you know what yeah, I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. we'll let you know what that movie is as well for people. So anyway, but we're looking for your audio um, sentiments. 
Um, I think George is again paying attention to her fantasy football more than the podcast. <laughs> I've just lost my wide receiver. He's out. Oh, what Tyler Boyd? Yeah, he's been out for like a half hour. Oh well, it just it just popped up. Right <laughs> so there we have with that. Um, so if you want to get a hold, if you're a regular, if you're someone who who hangs out with us, regular contributor. Record your voice. Say happy Christmas. Yeah, we we'll will, play it. We, we love, love it. Them. We absolutely we do, love we it. They are lots of fun. Yeah. So, uh, we'll, and we'll play them. We'll play them and we'll jump. And I always keep it a secret from everybody else who yeah, submitted their Christmas. stuff. So I still think about Carlo's cool one that you did with all the little gifts. The, I like the one gifts. with with, with the Sierra Leone Airport. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. That was good. And then last one. We passed seventy five thousand listens this week. Woo! Whoa. Yeah. Oh, so cool. nice. Well, that that's brilliant. going on my Survivor application. Well, proud of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you to all those three listeners out there. Who yeah, thought- just, keep, just keep spamming it. Yeah. <laughs> like we said last week, Ethan, you, were, uh, you, you heard it from the Spotify thing, but you know, on Spotify alone, we have 70 people who were their number one podcast. That's I'm at least one of immense. those people because we, we were my number one podcast. Oh, right, yeah, that's fine. But a lot of it is because either an episode I miss or like when we used to do Doctor Who, that was like, I need to make sure that this is good. And like, I, I've made it all. You got to be reflective. Now. I listen to every episode we do. Yeah. Every episode we do, do. And I feel, do. I feel, did it go well? Because sometimes I think, oh, it didn't go well. And I listen to it and go, oh, actually, it's really funny. It's got a really fun tone. And sometimes it's like, oh, it went really well. And then I go, oh, actually, it sounds a bit, a bit, a bit hostile here. What were Liam and George talking about? I don't remember this. <laughs> Do you know what? I only listen to the ones where I'm not on. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> and, and I go, they do so much better without He always me. messaged me going like, you guys are so much better if I'm not there. <laughs> it's not true, Liam. It feels that way. Uh, let's you t- don't listen to the other ones, so how could you possibly know? <laughs> that's true. I don't. Let's, let's talk about Avatar, shall we? Yeah. Do we have Yes, we do. Uh, <laughs> oh no, I've got a plan. I'm always about trying to build build up anticipation for next week's episode. When I went to an avatar, and Liam went. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I predicted it before I listened Dreadful to the episode, movie. and I got to the end, and I was like, oh, "Is it going to be Avatar?" And I had a little smile on my face, and now I'm concerned. No, I think Avatar is one of those films that a you have to tackle at some point if you're doing you do, movies. You, do, you, you do. have to. Yeah. And actually, the, the list of films well, that we, it? the list of films we have to do is getting a lot shorter. Mm. Whoa! Like the ones that you're like, what are the ones that you really should have done? Like we hadn't done Citizen Kane. We yep, hadn't done yep. Casablanca. Yep, yep. Thanks, Reverend Bruce. Yep. We hadn't done Singing in the Rain. Thanks, Reverend Bruce. Yep. We we hadn't done uh, I don't know some of the other big ones, right? Thank you, Reverend Bruce. So yeah, <laughs> so there were some big ones that we went ahead and, we, and, we, and we've tackled. And I responded to someone else today going. The big glaring one for me is Schindler's List. Yeah, that's yeah. the massive and, and, one. And, and me, yeah. I'm scared yeah. to to touch that at some point. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm just, I just want it to be a heavy one, and that's yeah. gonna be hard. Oh no, that that that's why I'm just like okay. I'm, I'm I'm not ready like, for, for like, that. Oh well, yeah, but I, I also think you've got a very different perspective yeah. than the rest yeah. of us do. Yeah. So you know. Uh, as as is needed, we'll try and be sensitive. As uh, of course, no, as, it's fine. As we can. I don't know. Well, it's not like I'm expecting to do like a Kanye of it. It's not like we're gonna go. Hang on, hang on. Can I just can I just argue on behalf of the Nazis for a minute? Like, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> I, I got I got to tell you, noted white supremacist podcast that was all right. It was pretty good. Jeez. Don't clip that. Don't clip that. Oh, Ethan, oh, this is why we got to cut things. I, I'm Ethan, allowed to you, say that. Do you even stop and think before you open your mouth? 
I don't. Can we all start? I don't. He's, he's probably going, Ian, stop talking for a moment. This is finally my chance. Yes, see, I was like, I'm following the rules. Half the times he thinks he's talking, he's got himself on mute. I mean, it doesn't really matter, does it? <laughs> the thing is, I'm not the one that's muting me now. It's Ian. He's got like this precognition of knowing what I'm going to do. I, I, I wish. <laughs> you know how much editing he did not have to do if he didn't have that? Back to Avatar. <laughs> Directed, written, and co-produced by James Cameron. Yeah. So Remember, produced, love, right? But Get produced. pointies. Mm-hmm. Get the points, right? Like, geez. Um, I was really surprised to see this. Do you know he's only directed, as, as we currently sit, before the new Avatar movies released? Okay. He's only directed eight films. Really? Oh. Like, this guy's in like a 30-year career, and he's directed eight films. How, um, how um, many can we name? Ooh. The Abyss. Uh, the Abyss, yes. Terminator. It's Terminator and Terminator 2, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Aliens. Aliens, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Titanic. Avatar. <laughs> Avatar, yep. Titanic. Yep. Uh, a seven. Six. Six. Um, does, that, does that Titanic documentary nope. count? Or? No, okay. no, 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 no. Has to be released to theaters. There's two. One's big, one you're not going to get. <sighs> Pretend I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. I want you to pretend your hands are those of your lovers on your body. Do you remember this? It's true lies. Oh, cool. Uh, really? Yeah, that's him. Now, if you'd have said Jamie Lee Curtis um, tipping a water overhead, I would have been all over <laughs> I just remember her from the helicopter, like, hanging up. Oh, I've never seen the film, God. but that is the image. That and, scene. And, and that one, and Arnold's, I want you to pretend. <laughs> that's all I got. That, that, that scene with the... But his first one was a film called Piranha 2, The Spawning. <laughs> no, I'd never got that. Never. And from that, they, gave him, they, from that they gave him the Terminator. Wow. Which I don't think was supposed to be a huge hit. No, 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 no. no. So there but we look are. How long it took? Eighty-four to ninety-two, ninety-one. <laughs> I mean, look. What to do a sequel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first Terminator is fine, but the well, second one is incredible. Well, I think he got to Aliens. People know, oh, and you have the Abyss. Yeah. Went, oh, okay. The Abyss is brilliant. And then T two, and then yeah. By that point, he's made money. Yeah, he's yeah. got an obsession with Aliens that still gets me. Obsession with a few things. Yeah. Um. So what else do I Not have? Funny here? as well. These helicopters in this movie is very Terminator two. Future, yep. spinny, yeah. uh, droney looking. Cinematography by Mauro Fiore, who's also done Training Day, Smoke and Aces, X-Men Dark Phoenix, oh, and geez. Spider-Man No Way Home. No way. Okay. So that's kind of a weird pivot to comic book movies in the later half. I thought Georgia was sticking a cigarette up her nose for a minute there. <laughs> it's some sort of a nasal opener. I can't currently breathe through my nose, so I'm, I'm trying to fix that problem. I've got some menthol sweets. Would that help? I might still have vocals out in a minute. Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Um, music by uh, James Horner. And I got to, I mean, we don't talk about James, James Horner, Horner enough. Horner. Uh, here's a very truncated list of James Horner stuff. This soundtrack sounded very Titanic in places. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, well, 48 yeah. hours. Star oh, Trek III, great. The Search for Spock, Cocoon. Aliens, An American Tale, Willow, Field of Dreams, I Love You to Death, Another 48 Hours, An American Tale, and An American Tale, Five O Goes West, Legends of the Fall, Braveheart, Apollo 13, Titanic, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, A Beautiful Mind. He also did is the Amazing Spider Man, and that's like the saving grace of that. Yeah, film. I didn't, I didn't talk about Amazing Spider Man, yeah. but yeah, okay, fair well, enough. I was, yeah, I was listening to some Alan, Alan Horner stuff this weekend because he's one of my favorite composers. 
His, it's just so good. It's so good. Uh, let's talk about the pitch. A paraplegic Marine dispatched to the moon Pandora on a unique mission becomes torn between following his orders and protecting the world he feels is his home. Bit of a long one context corner here because in 1994, James Cameron wrote an 80-page treatment for Avatar, drawing inspiration from, quote, every single science fiction book he had read in his childhood, as well as some adventure novels by Edgar Rice Burroughs and H. Ryder Haggard. In August 1996, he announced that after completing Titanic, which he was then working on, he would film Avatar, which would make use of synthetic or computer-generated actors. So I guess the feeling was he had this revolutionary thing in mind where, like, I don't need people anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need voices, but you don't need people. Do you know what saved this movie for me? Having them as actors, seeing them, rather than just animation. Liam's tipping his hand early, folks. (laughs) <laughs> well, I think I tipped it early uh, last week. I remember you going, I watched the second time and fell in love with it. <laughs> well, watch this space. They thought the project would cost $100 million and involve at least six actors in leading roles who appear to be real but do not exist in the physical world. This was supposed to begin production in mid-97 for a 99 release. However, Cameron felt technology had not caught up with the story and vision he wanted to tell. Isn't this, isn't this the same story as Terminator? I mean, he had to wait and for Titanic. That, yeah. That's, that's ballsy isn't it being like i want to do this thing i am a story creator i am going to tell this story but technology isn't where i need it to be i should yet. have mentioned like, that's balls like the other co-producer on this is like john favreau yeah, yeah, yeah and he's the same as this guy like these guys are both like you think back to the prestige man's what was it man's grasp was only exceeded by his imagination or something like mm-hmm. that. that that that's the kind of men we're talking about here yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he then decided, on the meantime, I'll make documentaries and wait for the technology to refine itself. Uh, Cameron was finally convinced that CGI had progressed enough to make the film when he saw Gollum in the two in Lord of the Rings, the two towers. Yeah, that makes sense. It was revealed in a Bloomberg Businessweek cover story of a 20th Century Fox had fronted 10 million for Cameron to, pr- to film a proof of concept clip for Avatar, which he showed the Fox executives in 2005. 10 million for a proof of concept. He's the guy who did Titanic. That's insane. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the guy's a safe, Crazy. a safe bat. Yeah. Also, how much of this is funded? Like, because obviously he's got he's got loads. Or is that? Am I thinking of the sequels that a lot of that's self-funded? Um, it's not this. I'll say that much. Yeah, okay. On um, February 2006, Cameron revealed that his, that his next film, Project 880, was going to be a retooled version of Avatar, a film he tried to make years earlier. Citing the technological advances in the creation of computer-generated characters like Gollum, King Kong, and Davy Jones. Cameron chose an avatar over his project uh, or his project Battle Angel after completing the five day camera test the previous year. Uh, in July 2006, Cameron announced he would film Avatar for a mid 2008 release and plan to begin principal photography with an established cast by February 2007. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, when you say ba- Battle Angel, like Alita Battle Angel? Yes. Oh, which okay. comes out later, and I think he's got some yeah. sort of producer credit on it, but he's not directing. Not directing. Yeah, yeah. produced by James Cameron and John Landau, because that's a Robert Rodriguez film. Yeah, it's a film. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess what people generally think about that film, it's a film. Yeah, yeah. It's isn't John Landau really un, un, underrated, but it, it's fine. Who's brothers? It's, is that the same John Landau? Oh, you're, that's John Landis. Oh, Landis, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. My confusion. That's all right. This didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, uh, that's, I'm still astounded. Eight films, thirty-year career, longer. Yeah. yeah. Well, Lando's been a long. He was with with uh, Cameron on Titanic and stuff. Like he's sort of equally. Oh, uh, okay. Like he's, he's some, the same. Some great sort of um, 
auteur directors often seem to have a counterpoint in the producer role. So like um, Quentin Tarantino has this guy, La- Lawrence Bender, who's film. always with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it just seems to be how it works. And he's not done many films either, has he, considering? Less. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was I was surprised eight, Cameron was I think I think he's on nine right now, yeah. Well, I mm. think like Guillermo del Toro is not on many either, is he? Uh I don't know the answer to that. I don't without, think he's on as many. It's hard because I mean Hollywood, yes, but do we count his his um like Spanish language films? I, I, guess. I suppose it's quite a few more mm. though. Yeah, like I imagine that there'll be something there before. Yeah. Yeah. But it's Peter Jackson, I think he's only got like maybe 10 and six of those are lord of the rings peter jackson was highly unknown until they gave him the keys yeah. to the cat to the kingdom in uh, he why would you like, movie horrors like i guess, he, to VHS I guess he went in the room and proved I, 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 go back and listen to our uh our lord of the rings episode yeah well i mean at the end of the day i mean he must have had a passion for it for the for oh he loves he loves it yeah you know, know yeah to win them over um the film had two different production designers, one who would deal with the flora and fauna of Pandora and then another who would create human machines and human factors. And I think you'd see both sides of this world kind of play out in front of us. In 2006, cameras announced to be using his own reality camera system to film in 3D. So literally the technology wasn't there, so he helped create it. Crazy. <laughs> uh, the system would use two high-definition cameras and a single camera body to create depth perception. So this is what we have to say. We did not watch this in 3D. No, I watched it in the cinema in 3D. I think there's probably something missing if you don't see it in 3D because I think the the visuals are such a. Granted, I mean, I I was watching on you know on 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 the the giant telly here at the Studio of Awesomeness, which is it does create a very nice picture. So I was I was able to appreciate it. But I hate a 3D movie. What do people feel about that? Because I hate it because I wear glasses. So 3D films suck. I'm not a big fan of 3D. It makes me feel a bit nauseous. When it was still red and blue. Yeah. I was okay with it, but the modern 3D makes me feel quite sick. Okay. Yeah. For me, I got to wear them over my glasses, or I remember like, oh, I better bring some contacts, and then it comes a frustration, like, but do you have it? Because for a few years, 3D was everywhere after this. Yeah, but at the end yeah. of the day, yeah. right, you're not going to sit there with these 3D glasses on all the time watching TV, are you? It's going to be a fad. It's going to be a gimmick every time. It comes around every, like, 10 years. Well, you, would, you wouldn't have. Um, I mean, they tried to make it a home thing, and I always went, "That's not going to happen." No, no, no. Because you never like, "Hey, want to come around mine?" Oh, yeah. oh, sorry, I don't have enough three D glasses for you. <laughs> yeah. you need to charge them as well. Like that was the other thing they needed to be charged. I know they were working on like a game, like a version of Game Boys, working on like three D without glasses being necessary. My like, glasses will always be now na- until you prove oh. me otherwise. Glasses will always be necessary. The Nintendo three yeah, because... DS came out two thousand and eleven. Yeah, but it was glasses free three D. It's not real three D. Oh it, no! It it is. No, it's, it's quite good. It's not. It's no, at really no, good. At no point do you think it's coming at you. That's three D. It gives you the illusion of depth. That's not three D. I'm and by having I, glasses I, on, I have, that comes I've closer to your 3DS face for like a decade. I would. I would say that it it does the job. You are really saying well. it feels like it's coming at you. Yeah. They they they've really were able to make the 3ds have that like coming at you type thing. All right, with all right, game people, come come, come at me, <laughs> come at me because I. Oh, that's. Funny. I mean, you can, also, <laughs> you can also argue there's a reason that the 3ds does not have a successor. But, yeah, like if yeah. it worked, then why wouldn't you? Like, why don't we have TVs that do this without glasses? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's you been ten to, years. The, yeah, it's a thing. You need to be yeah, but I've been doing this since the sixties. And the te- uh, blah, blah, blah. It, it only works because you hold around. it so close and like in the certain yeah. position. Whereas if it's a TV, if you're sat, it's you like one of those sat, like, pictures in the nineties. You just stare through and you can see something in the background. Kind of basic. I know you're joking, but yeah, basically, the only time I've liked 3D glasses is is IMAX. But you're having to pay like thirty quid 
and it, it's the only time it's been that's everything yeah 3D yeah. is cost prohibitive I saw episode yeah. 7 in uh, th- IMAX 3D a couple years ago that was beautiful but again it was like a lot of money I used to have to teach this film not from film but from a media perspective mm-hmm. so it's more about the business of it and we talked about how many people went and saw this, but how many people went and saw it in super formats, like 3D and IMAX and all those things, and how much he, you can charge even more for those sorts of yeah. situations. So um, there we are. Um, while these preparations were underway, Fox kept wavering in commitment to Avatar because of its painful experience with cost overruns and delays on Titanic. I'd be like, I think Titanic worked out okay for you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, do you think if anybody would have like the trust of, of the studio... Hey, remember James? Oh, what's he done? That's so great. Well, he did his last film was the highest grossing film ever. Not being funny, he wasn't using a water tank this time. No, he made like <laughs> one point eight billion in the nineties. That's crazy. Like I remember, we and if you want to hear more, listen to our episode on Titanic. But you know, I remember, I remember being in the cinema thirteen weeks. Oh, it was more of a, it was huge. It was, it was still I playing in cinemas. On the 13th week. I know. I've been it was still playing in cinemas when the VHS came out. For months. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Some say the film is still going on. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere. <laughs> someplace. Sometime. Titanic is still playing. And if you want to see our or, or hear our deep dive on Titanic. Uh, deep dive. <laughs> uh, Cameron rewrote the script in order to make several characters combined and offered to cut his fee in case the film flopped. He also installed a traffic light outside of his co-producer's office to represent the uncertain future because he didn't put it in red, but he put it in yellow. Yeah. Um, in mid-2006, Fox told Cameron in no uncertain terms that they were passing on this film. So he would begin shopping it around to other studios and was approached by Walt Disney Studios. Funny how things work out in the long run. Mm-hmm. Showing his proof of concept to then Chairman Dick Cook, but when Disney attempted to take over, Fox exercised its right to first refusal and went, okay, we'll pay for it. In October 2006, Fox finally agreed to commit to making Avatar's film after another company agreed to back the film, which reduced Fox's financial exposure to less than half of the film's official $237 million budget. It's funny that now that obviously Disney own it anyway. That's the yeah, that's the joke I was going to make. Yeah, yep. yep. Would you? I've got pause for the park when you want it. No, it doesn't have to be now. But. Doesn't it? Won't be now. After Fox accepted <laughs> Avatar, one skeptical Fox executive shook his head and told Cameron and Landau, "I don't know if we're crazier for letting you do this, or if you're crazier for thinking you can do this." Estimates put the cost of the film about two hundred eighty to three ten to produce, and an estimated one fifty million for marketing. I think that number's low. I think that number's closer to two fifty. From, yeah, from what I used yeah. to teach. Yeah. So we're only looking at about 500 to about 600 million is your break even point. Wow. Uh, that's 600. They, they have to get back. That's yeah. not 600 million for the gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gross yeah. is probably looking having to be seven, eight, nine, somewhere in there. <sighs> eight at least. Yeah. Wow. That is a gamble, isn't it? So um, they have about 30 million in tax credits to help lighten it. But yeah. A studio spokesperson said the budget was 20, uh, sorry, 237 million with 150 for promotion. End of story. That did not end up being the case. James Cameron considers Never Avatar is. different from anything else he's made before. Said the film was like a complete jump into the unknown, like a jump off a cliff and madly fabricating a parachute on the way down. It's a lot of fun to be out on the edge and know that you're doing something nobody else has ever done before. That's rubbish. I wouldn't say that's never been done before. Elements of it was. Those people that were in those machines walking, alien. Those um, helicopters, Terminator. I don't think narrative-wise. I think what he was trying like to technology. do with like te- the te- 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 technology. Te- yeah, he, yeah, he literally yeah. invented the camera. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. Yeah, but that's. Yeah, but I'll talk later on that. We will. But I think that's why people went and saw it. It was an event. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it's as much the story. Spoiler for my opinion, I guess. I <laughs> I, I think it's about the fact that look at what's possible now. I think, this is the, yeah. I think this is the biggest jump forward from a technological standpoint since Jurassic Park. 
Mm. As far as looking yeah. at something and going, wow, that's a step forward. Yeah, you're not wrong. Spoiler for me, seeing this in 2022 eyes as well, I miss realism. when we've seen CGI go, I'm still like, huh, I hear it. Well, I hear you, Liam, but I don't want to jump before the end game, but that's why we have choices. Yeah. Not every film's Avatar, thank God. No. Not every film was, I was very <laughs> glad to see the 3D era end. I did yeah. not like it. No. Mm. Uh, I was glad when, when that died. Um, but no, you have a choice, and so you can have a world where you have this. I mean, I think Georgia and I, and you probably even talked about it when it was the... Uh, the big year is it Shape of Water? Or is it three three billboards? And it yeah, depends. Yeah, what yeah. do you want? What do you want from your movie? Do you, you want you visual saw three billboards? I yeah. saw Shape of Water, but it's also yeah. do you do you want visually interesting yada yada yada? Which George is more in line for? I'm mm-hmm. like I get that. Okay, that's fine. People who went for three billboards, I'm like, do you want gritty, dramatic realism? People orating at each other. That's a great film too. So that's people would back that. So true, those true. sorts of things. True. And I saw both and said I'm happy with either. Yeah, yes, the thing. Some yeah. years you get yeah, two. I want them to be the same film. Ethan going how. I get through without offending anybody. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah, both. I'm, 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 I really like both of them. But if the fish man was the one having the serious conversations with, um, not Sam Worthington, he's in this one. He is, and he wasn't three bit words. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's uh, Sam. Sam Rockwell. Oh my Sam word! I got those two totally mixed yeah, up. You're 100 percent right. No, 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 no. Wow. I, I get the two of them mixed up as well. They don't look the same. They, they don't look the same. I don't, know, I don't know why I thought that the whole movie. I'm like, man, he looks really Sam, different. <laughs> <laughs> Their surname isn't even like the same. It's just the, the fact same they're Sam's. Syllables. <laughs> it's yeah. Wait, hang on. So is this guy not the guy who was the lead character in Cheers? All <laughs> Sam's are the same, right? I think you're alone. alone. No, no, no. You're, oh. thinking of, um, you're thinking of Jon Snow's little chubby mate. They're, they're, they all oh, come geez. into each other. Too many Sam's. Um, so Sam Wheat. Director James Cameron, known for being tough on set, allegedly kept the nail gun on set. He would use to nail cell phones that had the misfortune of ringing to a wall above the exit sign. You could do that. 2008 is about the last time you can do this. He's not a nice director to be a. Be around. Kate Winslet's called him out for it. Now they're working together on the new Avatar sequel. Yeah, I was going to say. But water again. You couldn't do it like back in the day. Your mobile phones were like, you know, a 60, 70 pound thing. You couldn't do it now. No. Silent. The silent mode is a beautiful thing that I think people forget is a concept. I use it a lot. Um, really? Because I came from my record review on this podcast, I'd say, I, you know, you knew <laughs> hey, where the button was. Hey, hey who, who's got on silent now? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Are you getting messages? Just saying. Oh, yeah, I have. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Due to Cameron's personal convictions about climate change, Ooh. he only allowed plant-based vegan food on set. I'll find out what that prepubescent noise was in a second, Liam. Avatar <laughs> premiered in London on December 10th, 2009, was released theatrically worldwide about a week later. Something you want to share? I just got a touchdown with one of my uh, players. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you realize that. that, that that's the goal. It's what most of yeah. You want that a few times. Uh, I know, that's great. Very good. good. I'm smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see my, my prediction now. <laughs> All right, let's do a deep dive. Studio identification. We got 20th Century Fox, and then we do a flyover of Pandora with a voiceover from a guy I realize now was not in Three Billboards. Sam Rockwell, no. So, not Sam Rockwell, Sam Worthington. When I was in the middle, when I was lying there in the VA hospital with a big hole blown through the middle of my life, I started having these dreams of flying. I was free. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Mm. how's the score i thought the score was very good it's I lovely really yeah. i do love yeah. the score in this but again at moments it's very titanic he is the guy who borrows from him we just read out like his yeah. resume or yeah, part of his yeah, resume yeah, yeah. a lot of people borrow from each other like 
if you when they do the scoring like a lot of john williams stuff sounds the same well not um, the same but there are elements in it that you can pick you know who has scored a film based on what they sound like because they borrow stuff from their own work when you can't really blame them like even like alan menken does it with his songs yeah so, we mentioned what's his name uh, uh, uh oh it's not john williams it's, it's the other massive one the one zimmer. that I, hans zimmer, zimmer hans zimmer yeah. my all-time favorite yeah and we played the bit where he stole from his own gladiator theme to be <laughs> yeah. in pirates of the caribbean yeah, yeah. <laughs> just well, as what it is john williams uses the exact same score he uses in like Episode two of Star Wars for the second Harry Potter, and it is—it's just identical. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So, why not? If you Music can, recycle. can only be arranged in so many different. Notes, I remember. Like, very true. I remember listening to Little Shop of Horrors, the soundtrack for the first time. I went, <laughs> and I went, man, the guy who did Aladdin totally ripped off the melodies from this. <laughs> and then, and then I think I probably told George, and she went, and "It's the same person." She went, "Yeah, they're both Alan Menken." It's <laughs> <laughs> like well, that's okay then. You're allowed to steal from yourself. <laughs> Um, so, uh, composer James Horner said this was his most difficult film and the biggest challenge of his career. He said he worked on the mu- music from 4 a.m. to 10 p.m. for a year and a half. Jesus. Uh, there we go. He's not blown his he, horn out, is he? He, he might have he saved some time just by making new music rather than going through his back catalog. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> First shot is an eyeball. The eyeball opens and I'm, well, my notes, yep, I've watched Lost before too. That's how Lost begins. I've not seen. And Lost. the lighting's blue because he's got gonna have blue skin later. I've got it's all blue foreshadowing. It's very yep. blue, yeah. blue shadowing, if you will. Meet Jake <laughs> Sully, played by Sam Worthington, who was not in Three Billboards. <laughs> it's very blue, but it was this done with green screen <laughs> or blue screen? The film? Yeah. <laughs> when did green screen come about? Green screen came about. Captures are usually blue, so I should imagine it would have been a green. No, because in the original days, the screens were blue. They were, and then somewhere in the mid nineties, late early two thousands, it switches to green. I think it's because they just realized blue's blue's too common of a of a color rather than green. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what I mean. But motion capture shoots are usually blue, aren't they? So, or at least they used to be. So, yeah, I don't know what they're now. Gray, I think. Yeah. According to Sam Worthington, he was invited to the casting via a phone call. The person called him, told him nothing about the script, nor did they tell him about the director's name. And Worthington was disappointed at first, thinking it was, quote, just another waste of time. Cameron cast him after a worldwide search for promising young actors, preferring relative unknowns to keep the budget down, which is what he also wanted to do with Titanic. Mm-hmm. Leo was nowhere near being Leo. Yeah, he'd done Romeo and Juliet, but he wasn't Leo. No, no, no. Now, there was Kate Winslet. She'd done Sense and Sensibility, but she was just kind of a... She'd done casually. A young Brit. <laughs> <laughs> I hear Cameron's a huge fan. <laughs> Cameron felt that because Worthington had not yet done a major film, he would give the character a quality that's really real. Cameron said he, that um, Worthington had this quality of being a guy you just want to have a beer with, and he ultimately became a leader who transforms the world. Interesting note, Jake Sully's initials, J.S., are the same as John Smith, a central figure in the historical and often romanticized story of Pocahontas, yeah. which there's clearly many similarities. Many, many, many question. Yeah. Are you like you say everyone's like it's blue dance with wolves it's blue punk, 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 pocahontas there we go that's what i said last week yeah, yeah. is that um his legs did they um cgi, CGI his those? legs i have a note for the legs okay cool um cool. so uh like john smith sully's a member of an invading force who falls in love with the tribal princess after learning her customs jake's atrophied legs were prosthetics cast from the legs of a real paraplegic Oh, so they, they looked they, very real. They did, yeah. yeah. Mm. Sam's real legs were tucked into the wheelchair and then digitally removed in post-production. That makes sense. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm it, glad they used a real... Uh, uh, yep. Yeah. 
bit of a, a rumor here, but I, I thought it was interesting enough. Two of Zoe Saldana's future co-stars, Chris Pine from Star Trek and Chris Pratt from Guardians of the Galaxy, apparently also auditioned for Jake Sully. Oh, wow. Chris Pine said it was his worst audition ever. I can imagine them to Pratt or Pine. I can imagine Pine in this. I don't in think Pratt's got the Pratt. gravitas to do this. No, especially no. in was this late when they felt like two thousand eight. Yeah, not even Parks and Recreation hasn't even really started yet. I I mean, it's early. Know. It's early. Yeah, he, yeah, he's doing that weird like American soap opera where he just plays a bit of an. Arsehole. I hate he, the first series of Park and Recs. Parks and Rec. Yeah. yeah, that thing. That one, yep. Yeah. That one, too. It's, it's, I hate it's that. I hate the first season. The but season. you know what? I love that series. Once you get past the first um, first series, it's a good series. Once you get rid of Mark Brandanovitz, it's, it's a better show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Remulon. Remulon. Um, it turns <laughs> out... Uh, oh, what else do we have here? Cameron offered the role to Matt Damon. Wow. Uh, and said, I'll give you a 10% stake in the film's profits. Oh, can you imagine turning that down? Let's, let's remember that. Ethan, see if you can remember that at the end of the review when we go to the money, because I want to see how much shit. money he turned down here. That's insane. Oh, that's... you got to be looking at like $100 million he's turned down here. I'm do- I'm, from what I remember, because the, the, I think kind of what the box office is, because I had to... I- I had to look at the box office stuff recently for an essay. He could have probably. Okay, I was part. cheating for today's I episode. Was right for today's episode. <laughs> he could have done a follow up with uh, Goodwill Hunting too, couldn't he? <laughs> 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 On the back of that. Um. So he turned it down because he was committed to the Bourne film series. Oh my god! I bet he wish he hadn't. Out of, out, of all, out of all the things to to, to give up for, Jesus. Mm. That's why Jeremy Renner was the next Bourne. I want to say to him, it's not your fault. <laughs> uh, they've been flying for six years into space we get reference to someone named tommy i've gotten my notes maybe he was a pinball wizard <laughs> turns out he wasn't i've got a very i've got a very very crass low-key i guess somebody hoped he died before he got old talking about his generation <laughs> talking about my generation tommy is the name of an album by a band called the who i did say the who but yeah, good band. I was supposed to go see the Who before lockdown. Well, the ones that were left. Yeah, it's more like it's only half. Well, so it's more like it's, it's more like <laughs> you're very good. That's what You're welcome. Joe to make. Yeah. <laughs> the huh. uh, you, you can probably get rid of the W because you guys don't pronounce the U. Oh, it's the U. Oh, it's, not, it's not. It's not the. Get rid of the that, and it's just Who? Question mark Who? 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 None of them left. The high numbers. Who's on first? That's for the no, that's for the American me. listeners. <laughs> uh, Sam also plays Tommy in the very brief scene that we have of him in a casket. Oh, oh that yeah, was he's dark as well, wasn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. oh, let's watch him be cremated, okay? Yeah. We'll talk a bit more about that too. <laughs> Turns out they've been in cryogenics, frozen status for five years, nine months, 22 days, and they're all going to Pandora, and it's not to get a charm bracelet. Tommy's oh. about to be cremated. They try to sell him on taking over his brother's mission, and they say, so you can step into his shoes, and they pause. Now, we don't know why this yeah, is the case yeah, yet, yeah. but you're funny. going... Oh, it's in bad taste. I think it's where to go, am I working for the baddies? I'm probably working for the baddies. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're told that one life ends as another begins as they land on Pandora. Everyone runs to the base and we get our first glimpse of Sully and his wheelchair. Uh, we see hired guns and a giant machine with arrows stuck on the tree, on the tires, sorry. And we meet Colonel Miles Cortich. Quaritch, sorry, Quaritch, played by Stephen Lang. I thought he was great. 
Is he the bad guy the, with the stars? Yeah, the villain Lang is very good. Because they don't refer to names stuff, yeah. in this. Names are frequently. not very well often yeah. used. No, he's the guy with like the Velociraptor tear down yeah. his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's he's that joke where it's like, I'll give you 20 quid if you can name like a character in Avatar, and most people struggle. Yeah, I'd struggle. That's not named Jake Sully. I'd struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd keep, I'd, I'd keep looking her up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lang had success, unsuccessful audition for a role in Aliens in 1986, but wow. he remembered him. Can't remember him all the way and sought him out for Avatar. That's yeah. cool. To be fair, though, he has got that look about him where you wouldn't forget him, would you? Ready for who else was 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 considered for this? And you're going to love this. Carl Reese. No. Michael Bain. Yeah. Carl Reese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Woo! He read the script, watched the 3D footage, but was not ultimately cast. As oh. We know because we watched the movie. He tells the men if they believe in hell, they might want to go there for some R&R after a tour in Pandora. And he's the head of security, and it's his job to keep him alive, but it's not going to be successful for all of you. I tell you what, watching the beginning of this, especially when I was first watching the beginning, it was really weird. And I won't do the parks bit now, but because I'm so familiar with disney world from just from watching the stuff because i've never actually been but like how frequently pandora was said because pandora is a land in disney world so like i know the terminology through that and not through the film which i mean for every other person in the planet it's the other way around but for me it was like learning about the place that i'd already kind of knew about it was really strange i just know pandora through pandora's box never opened pandora's box yeah the the, the old sort of greek myth Yeah, yeah 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 Uh, also a survivor prop this season. And also the, the girlfriend <laughs> to Adrian Mole, isn't it? It might know. be, actually. Pandora? might be, yeah. yeah. Well, let's meet uh, Dr. Norm Spellman, played by Joel David Moore, a very unevenly written character. Yeah, very. Uh-huh. This Norm guy. He asked Jake, hey, hey, are you, are you, Tom, oh, you must be Jake, you must be Tommy's brother. Yeah, oh, you look just like him. I'm like, well, then you didn't really have to ask, did you? No, really, no. Also, did we not find out they were identical twins? So, yeah, no shit, he yeah. looks exactly like well, him. Also, the we, we already had the shot at him. Like, for you. <laughs> um, and then I've got my notes. I think he's our exposition guy. And he kind of was, and he kind of wasn't. But still, there was something there. And then we meet Dr. Max Patel, who I really liked, played by Dalip Rao. Um... And so we get our Is first... Is going to become more prominent later on? Yeah, yeah, yeah I like yeah. him. We get our first glimpses at the avatars, and Jake looks at it and goes, oh, it looks like him. And he has to go, no, no, it looks like you. Mm. It looks like both of you. You're identical. That's how, that's how that twin biology works, yeah. That's how yeah. identical twins work. That's why you got the job, yeah. Yeah. Uh, meet Dr. Grace Augustine, played by Sigourney Weaver. Mm. Oh, that's Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. I only yeah. know Sigourney Weaver from references in Finding Dory. From uh, she's in Aliens. Oh. Have we done anything else with Sigourney Weaver yet? We ain't done Dave yet. We haven't done. <laughs> no, love Dave. We haven't done. Is she in Not Going Close? I'm thinking of. I was. Um, what was she in recently? She was in something recently. We watched. She was in um, that Galaxy Quest thing, wasn't she? Oh, she in Guardians of the Galaxy. She wasn't. No. Ga- Galaxy Quest is great. It is. No, that Glenn Close is in Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, I'm mixing these two up, obviously. You go, Glenn Coco. A friend of mine, um, Sigourney Weaver, and he uh, he does no. security for some celebrities sometimes, and um, he was saying that she weren't a very nice person. Well, it's interesting. Um, I was on part of a back when we used to do. Do you remember when we did the uh, those online podcast Ghost festival Busters. things? Mm-hmm. Um. You know, we talk, someone was on, he was sharing stories about media. I think it was J.K. Simmons. 
I said, he thinks he met J.K. Simmons once, and the guy was terrible to him. He said, that guy's an asshole. See? Did he give him whiplash? And then he, and then he wrote him off, and then he saw him again. And he went, he really couldn't have been a sweeter, kinder gentleman with his time. And so oh. we need to realize that sometimes, sometimes we just catch him on a bad day. Yeah, Celebrities are humans, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you met me on a day where I was having a bad day, you'd think I was an absolute not very nice person. How long has it been since you've had a good day? Uh, 3,456 days. Is that right? Yeah, you need to have track. a nice day. You need to have a nice have day, a so nice I couldn't, you can do that bit day. where they like wipe it off days since the last incident. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like an idiot now because I realised I, she's in Ghostbusters. Yeah, you said that, but that yeah. was a long time ago. I know. I'm just looking through all her stuff. Ethan um, just wants to get into the conversation, you know. He, and he can replace yeah. me if he wants. I cannot remove the snot from my nose. I'm really sorry. Yeah, and I keep coughing. Um, really? Sigourney Weaver plays a James... Uh, so basically, she's she channels James Cameron for her character. <laughs> I can see that. She says, I don't think she's grouchy enough for portions of this. I think she's supposed to be a badass. I don't think she really is. No. She turns into a sweetheart pretty quickly. Completely. Yeah, U-turns. Yeah. She said... She says, I teased James Cameron because to me, I'm playing Jim Cameron in the movie as this kind of brilliant, approach-driven, idealistic perfectionist. But that same somebody has a great heart underneath, so I have to say I was kind of channeling him. We're told she wrote the book on the Avatar program and she likes plants more than she likes people. And I'm like, is that why she's wearing green the first time we meet her? Maybe. Probably. You know what? I relate to that because I like dogs more than I like people. And funny if her name was Ivy. <laughs> a little on the nose then, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, the cigarette she smokes is computer-generated. Wow, oh. that's cool. And not even a prop. I don't, I don't know if the prop is legit or not, but the fact that it's smoking and it's lit is at least... Oh, you, you know me, right? I love acting, and if I could be in a film, I would. Um, I just don't know if I could smoke if they asked me to. Grace Kelly. The only film she smokes in is Rear Window, but they got around it by she never inhales on camera. She just holds it. Oh, okay. And she, like, she she'll go and she'll bring it to her mouth, and then they'll cut. And then when they cut away, she's finished the act of smoking. So mm. like, she never actually is shown yeah, smoking. I, I don't know if I could. I couldn't do it. I think I could either. Nowadays, they'd use like a vape or something with nothing in it. It'd just be yeah. basically water vapor, and I think that would be... If you want, if you want to see a great parody of this sort of stuff, check out Thank You for Smoking, a fantastic film. Yeah. Where they talk about, you know, they want to try and incorporate the cigarette lobby wants there to be more smoking in movies. <laughs> and they go, how we how are we going to do that? And they go, um, I think it's I think it's Rob Lowe is sort of acting as this guy for Hollywood. And he goes, you know, but we, we, you can't do that because half of them doesn't make sense. He goes, sure, you're doing it in space. And you go, just one line. Thank God we invented the blah, blah, blah. blah so now we can <laughs> smoke in space. And then you got shots of Angelina Jolie just smoking, looking sexy in space. <laughs> Such as? Oh, what's his? Um, smoking. I can't. I can't remember his name because he's Two Face in uh, The Dark Knight. It's like Aaron Eckhart. Is that? It? Yeah, Aaron Eckhart. Yeah. yeah, he's good. He's brilliant. You laughing at our simultaneous? Cough I was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how you both moved your mics and coughed <laughs> off mic. <laughs> brilliant. Don't help. No, you're still To was going on. It's it fine. was so funny. <laughs> From January to April 2006, Cameron worked on the script and developed a culture for the film's aliens and their language, which was created by Dr. Paul Frommer, a linguist at USC. It has a lexicon of about a thousand words, and which at least 30 of which were added by Cameron. Sam Worthington, a native Australian, said in an interview that it was easier for him to master of a V language than the American accent. I will say, you didn't talk a lot in the V in the movie, dude. No. Not really. No, he didn't. Just saying. Yeah. Um, Even when he was talking to them, he was talking to them in English, wasn't he? 
Yes. And then someone translates. Yeah. It's, it's quite clever how they get around it. Like, at least they address it. They don't address it in Pocahontas, but in this they address the fact that she's set up a school that teaches English, which means that you're able to have... I suppose Pocahontas the, just sort of learning through English, love. Yeah, yeah, Listen well. to your heart. Whereas you will understand. I did, I, did, I did make me laugh in this, where he'd talk English. They'd understand. Yeah. And they'd talk back with the language, their, their language. Yep. Navi. Navi, yeah. Grace meets Sully. She says to him, I don't need you. I need your brother. You know, the PhD who trained for three years for this mission. And this is where I started asking, is this... Yeah. Pa- Bless you. <laughs> Mike or off so Mike, sorry. that's not going to change I'm there. I'm usually really good at keeping them quiet. <laughs> so, I don't, um, so I'm asking, is this bad writing? Is this bad acting? Or is this both? Both. The dialogue is the, the weak, one of the weakest parts of this film, especially in the first half. <sighs> the first half's rough. Yeah. yeah. I thought, I've thought about three different ways I could have written the scene where this isn't nearly as mm. bad. Um, and it's just about not just being direct about it, going, all right, yeah, you? Okay, great. You know, I heard you needed me. I, I don't need you. Yeah. And then just give it a beat. Yeah. Well, I'm confused. No, no, so the sad part is I don't need you, but, but, but now I guess I do need you. Because the guy I needed, he's dead. Yeah, and they say you're good enough. The thing is, though, she's so she's so all over the place. She's so cold hearted at this point. Yeah, but then later on, I don't think she's written well. But then again, I don't think uh, I don't think some of the other actors are written well in no, this. But no. they but they but they pull it off. And I'll tell yeah. you what's even more frustrated for how quick how it she flips in the film. If you watch his film logs, they're dated at the bottom. Are, this yeah. whole thing takes place after over about two weeks. Uh, the whole thing's about 54 days. Okay, so the bits that they he's show, just, they don't, yeah, it doesn't feel long. 2054, I, I swear he says, like, no, 2134 or something like that. Is it? Yeah. He, yeah, he says, like, it's been three months at some point. Or maybe the dates at the bottom are wrong then. Maybe. Probably. It was all August. <laughs> because there is a montage where a lot of stuff happens. Mm. Yeah. Let's he, I remember at the end, he does say it's three months. Um, she's frustrated by his lack of scientific ability and storms off, and we meet Parker Selfridge, the guy who uh, who represents the uh, corporation, the guy who's putting. Um, oh, Giovanni Ribisi. Georgia, did you recognize Giovanni Ribisi? Oh. I did not know. Uh, Do you know yeah. what? I love this guy. You know, he's in Friends. Um, he's Frank Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I can see that, though. Yeah. I, I, I love this guy in a lot of things, and I rate him in a lot of things, but this... Where the hell did his character go? Well, I don't mind him. I, I mind thought him. he was good. He was like supposed to be like the, the bad. Well, he's the, not the bad. The though. big bad, but he didn't. He kind of fizzled. He's just a face of corporate greed. Really. Yeah. All I want is this yeah. mineral rock. Thing. Oh, can we take a second to talk about the creativity that went into unobtainium? Oh, that pissed me off the entire film. So it's it's a rock that's unattainable. Cool. Great. <laughs> Unobtainium. I've got the two, the two uh, actors have an ideological discussion about the purposes of their mission. They talk about unobtainium. Brackets. I think the name's a little on the nose. But for 20 million a kilo, I guess I can understand. Um, it's the next day, and Sully goes to take his avatar for a spin. She asks why he's doing this. He says, maybe I was tired of doctors telling me what I couldn't do. And I've got, yep, James Cameron's a fan of Lost. Because that's a whole episode series one story arc. Okay. A guy who's in a wheelchair no longer manages to regain the use of his legs and keeps saying things like, don't tell me what I can't do. Oh, now I've started thinking about actual elements that have got stupid names, like Einsteinium. 
If something bad happened in their avatar, would they die as a human in their capsule? The film answers this, and I'm going to tell you later. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, I wondered as well, if you die in the Matrix, do you die? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, meet Jake's avatar. There's a lot of point of view shots. Um, and, and then I've got an issue because Jake's like an asshole at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't just yeah. sit down. He's like so selfish. Just because he's got his legs back. No, I do go. The doctor should have considered what the emotional impact of him regaining feet yeah, would yeah, be yeah. regaining the ability to walk. But they should have prepped him for that. But it still doesn't excuse his behavior. No. But then in the minute the movie says, no, no, root for him. And I'm like, well, which one is it? Because yeah. they clearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't you, root for him. You, until you, you clearly tell me. Running three feet. Yeah. Then once he's like, oh, <laughs> I basketball. I love a film that is two different films. Yeah. yeah. Um, Grace catches up with him. And Grace has clearly been de-aged. Now, you can play this by going, she was like the original avatar. So her avatar is old. And I guess. So here's my question. Do these avatars age? Well, exactly. Because Grace's would suggest, no, they don't. Yeah, yeah, At yeah. which point is he like immortal? How long did Navi live for? Yeah, because ah. we do see child, child Navi, but yeah, but these guys. I mean, here's the other problem with this movie: like you've made a genetic clone, I guess, but not really because they have five, the human versions have five fingers, whereas the Navi have four. Mm. So there are some key differences between the two of them. And Navi have got tails. Tails, yeah. He has tail. Yeah, so, yeah, so we Navi have got tails. Yeah, 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 tails are the unexpected. Oh, sorry, are you saying the avatars are different? Okay, yes, I didn't I'm know saying that. I'm saying the ones that are driven, the blue creatures that are driven, they have five fingers, whereas the proper Navi only have four. Oh, okay, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that either. So, like, how? Like, this thing was never created with the idea of being. Could this be sexually compatible? No. They do not explore the concept of creating life, like or how it just. But the Navi have, have belly buttons, so they must be at least humanoid in the way that they give a birth. Otherwise, they wouldn't well, have belly buttons. Not, ca- not true. Jake's yeah. does have an umbilical cord for when we first see it. James Cameron. Um, I don't have it in the, in the notes. And I, I wish I would have done it. Uh, the Navi are actually some sort of plant life, I guess, at the end of the day. Is that why they got oh, so much connection to the roots of the tree? And- yeah. So as a result, they don't carry children. I don't know where I saw this, but I saw this. But James Cameron still insisted that they have boobs, so the guys would think they were hot. And why have they got belly buttons then? Because the boobs. It was hard to So they would look like humanoids. So they made it look close enough to humans that we'd go, yeah, all right. It was hard. But you could have gotten rid of the belly button, surely. It was hard to distinguish the males and the females when they're in on mass. Do you know what I mean? They're running through things and the girls had boobs. Yeah, not, not not very much. <laughs> there were still boobs, though. Yep. Yeah, but you know. Also, for a race of people that don't need boobs. Well, no, I know. It just seemed odd to me. I thought it was odd they had the boobs. Their hair was different. Their, Their hair, hair was very different. Yeah. yeah. The, the ha- guys tend to have had, mohawks. Yeah. The guys had yeah. like mullets. Yeah, but or, like, Sam didn't have a mohawk to start with. He did at the end. Confused me once that happened because I couldn't tell them apart from the other guys. Yeah. Um. So Grace catches up. She's wearing the, oh, she's wearing a Stanford T-shirt. This is significant because Gorney Weaver went to Stanford. Uh, okay, great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, then we meet Trudy Chacon, played by Michelle Rodriguez. You want to talk about characters who you can't figure out their motivation? Exhibit A. Yeah, exactly. Is this the lady who's a... She's tough. The yeah. pilot. The yeah. pilot. Tough and furious. And but then the, so I'm literally I'm making these change. notes in real time, right? Yeah. I should mention Michelle Rodriguez wasn't lost. <laughs> playing pretty much this character because it's, uh, it's all she does she's just the tough she's well, in Fast she, and the Furious Fast Furious yeah, yeah. Uh, Girl Fight was what he knew her from yeah absolutely yeah um, she sends him Quadris's way uh, he wants to take advantage of the Avatar program and have Sam um, sorry Jake report back to the military wing rather than the science wing 
and he promises you'll get your legs back once you rotate home. A really interesting idea, actually, because now I get, I get the, the, the motivation. He's a soldier, not a scientist, so he already feels a kinship. Mm-hmm. Promise you your legs back, and we're told that it's totally doable, but not on the on the on the pension he gets. Yeah, cool. I totally understand. And this. you would be driven to do that, wouldn't you? Sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, For people yeah. you've never met? Okay. Especially now he's experienced having legs back again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to, that's even more of a punch for that, isn't there? Um, they go, we go into, into Pandora on a glorified helicopter as everyone's back in Avatar form. The vegetation is something, I said, and probably looks incredible in 3D. It, yeah. Yeah. it is beautiful, yeah. Norm's hat has some Braille on it. Uh, if you were to unread the Braille, the Braille would read 1969. Oh, that's cool. 1969 significant because... Uh, moon landing. Moon landing. Very good. Yeah, yeah. When you went, that's cool. I'm like, I really hope he's got the follow up ready. Well, no, because I was thinking, plants? What are you talking about, plants? To me, that's moon landing. Yeah. And I was like, what's this got to do with it? Yeah. <laughs> Sully goes for a walk while the other two do science stuff, and they don't notice. And then some animal comes through the vegetation that's across. Well, first, it's like very Alice in Wonderland. It's got all it these is, sort of yeah. plants. Yeah. Like, plants are going, bloop, bloop. And I was waiting for like some like um, worm that was like smoking a hookah was going to come out. <laughs> it's a caterpillar. Is it a caterpillar? Yeah. He turns into a butterfly at the end. Be impressed. I remember that much. Um, he smokes a hookah. Yeah. Um, but then this thing that looks like a cross between a hammerhead shark, a rhino, a and a triceratops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually yields because like he's just being territorial and your ground. So he does. And what got me with the animals in this? I went, I like they put so much effort into the like Navi people and like and making them humanoid but not quite humans. And then the animals are basically going to just a mixed match. It's of- a rhino with extra armor and a uh, and a lion with extra teeth and a uh, hyena that's extra skinny. Like they were all just existing animals. It's a panther with an elongated with, face. Yeah. So this animal yields. And of course, it's like that bit from from like Lion King when Simba's convinced it was his little roar of a dead. He looks behind him, and it's a much bigger animal. And he they go through a chase of a jungle. But again, I said, I bet this looks great in three D. But it, clearly, that's what it's made for. It wasn't meant for me to be yeah, watching. Like you this. know the little plant, the little uh, jellyfishy plant bloop, bloop, things. Bloop. Oh, the seeds, the seeds of Ewa's tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those things. I remember them in three D, being very close to you and around yeah, you. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I bet you those would be great. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So it was like I was playing a giant Nintendo 3DS. <laughs> <laughs> that's a dig at you. I had it really close to my face. So <laughs> really? I felt like it was right there. You'll need, next time you come and record in person, Ethan, you have to bring it with if you. If you bring I it, have, I will totally yield I if I'm wrong on this. Yes, and they are quite good. I will totally yield if I'm wrong yeah. on this. Um, so. I'll have to find it. Please do. We'll go ahead. We'll go on eBay or something. Oh, we're retro records and toys. Maybe they got one there. There we are. For your retro needs. There we are. Um, and ultimately, Jake jumps off a waterfall. Uh, I found a piece of research that I think is probably BS, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. Most of the animal noises heard in the movie are recycled dinosaur noises from Jurassic Park. Someone as, meticu- someone as meticulous as James Cameron does not strike me as... Do we have anything else we can use for this? They yeah. just sound very dinosaur Because they already said so that he's a perfectionist. He can also make dinosaur sounds. The whooping and cackling sound made by the wolf-like predators on Pandora are actual, real spotted hyena calls. I found that. I said they're very hyena. I thought you were going to say they were based. They were actually a real creature. I was going to have like a complex. No, they definitely. That's what I would describe them as: would be hyenas. That's exactly how they move. move. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sully finds himself on his own. What's the first thing he does? He fashions a weapon. Uh, And he lights up. And he lights up one end of it. And he's. How do you know that would light up? 
How did you know that was flammable? And where did he put his matches? <laughs> well, he, had, he had pockets and shorts and all the stuff at this point. Yeah. But he's been jumping he lost around his in pack. water and all sorts. He lost his pack. Yeah, well, they'd be waterproof, wouldn't they? Yeah, he will be He's military. Yeah. yeah. Those matches would be... Plus, it's... Okay, ready? Here's my answer for everything, Liam. Ready for this? Yeah. It's 2050. It's not, it's 21.34. All matches are, are waterproof. Are waterproof. Sure Even further into the future. That magic dude. Look at what time it is, yeah. Uh, then we meet Nateri, uh played by Zoe Saldana. Is that Zoe Saldana? Yeah. Didn't know that. To be fair, she looks a bit different from other roles. Yeah, well, no, yeah, I know, yeah. I know, but like, I mean, you know, when you go, I, didn't, I didn't know that was her. There is, like, before Zendaya, who now I think is everywhere. Like Zoe Saldana was that at the turn of the of the very early in the twenty first century. She's in this. Trek. She's in Star Trek. She's in Pirates. Oh yeah, oh, yeah she's because she oh, yeah, she's the lady pirate that had, had yeah. puts her hair under a hat. Yeah. yeah. So she's had a pretty big run with some pretty big franchises. Yeah, absolutely. Then she does Guardians and all oh Guardians. How did I miss Guardians? Yes, of course. <laughs> That was the that was always the joke that was like, oh no, the Zoe Saldana starring movie where she's where she's a different color of like I some kind of primary color has become the number one box office movie. Oh no, it's been beaten by the other yeah. Zoe Saldana co- <laughs> primary color movie. Twenty one fifty four. Woo! Here we so that's why they're they're, they're waterproof. <laughs> to help the actors prepare for their roles James Cameron took the cast and crew to Hawaii where they spent their days trekking through forests and jungles to get a better sense of what it would be like to move around in Pandora and the jungle since there would not be any actual jungle sets to help aid the actors Zoe Saldana even dressed up as a warrior during this journey complete with an a- alien tale symbolic of uh, of one of her character in the movie their hikes were only during the daytime however as the cast and crew spent their nights at a Four Seasons hotel <laughs> of course oh, my favourite nice. part of the Avatar movie any scene with Zoe Saldana was done 100% physically, facially, and vocally all at the same time and it took a year to capture and transfer all of that to Neytiri wow. She's going wow. to shoot him, but then a sprite of some sort lands on her arrow tip, and she thinks twice. We don't know what this is yet, but we go, oh, this is going to be important. Mm-hmm. Um, the chosen one. From 2005 to 2007, Cameron worked with a handful of designers in order to shape the design of the Navi, with paintings and physical sculptures when Cameron felt the 3D brush renderings were not captured in his vision. They often worked together in the kitchen of Cameron's Malibu home. I bet you the kitchen of his Malibu home is bigger than my house. Mm, bigger than this block yeah the <laughs> actors play with the V and cameras attached to their heads so they filmed close-ups of their faces dots painted on their faces allowed motion capture software to record their facial expressions providing the framework from which the cg artists worked have you seen how they do those dots yeah it's cool They're isn't cool. it because they have to have put the little cap on that's got the dot holes in so that the dots are in the same place every time it's very very <sighs> clever like it looks like it looks like the same sort of cap you get when they used to use for like doing um, like perms and like highlights. You know when they used to pull yeah, the hair yeah, through. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It looks like them. I still have one of those. Back. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Let's go back to the other avatars. They're searching in the helicopter, and Michelle Rodriguez tells us, forget what her name is. It's Michelle Rodriguez. Tells us that because there's no night operations, uh, Colonel's orders will come back in the morning. Grace is like he won't make it to morning, and Great Jake's being stalked by little black oily creatures. He. Tries to hack him with fire. He has to get rescued by Neytiri, who throws his fire stick away. He tries to thank her, and she can't hear him. I've got this is all very Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've got my note to talk about boobs, but we did that. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out she can speak English. It says this isn't sad. Don't thank me. And I said, I think there's still something to be thanked for. Like I hear no one's sad you killed someone, but I'm glad that it wasn't me who died. Yeah, yeah. I'm exactly. allowed to be happy that my life did not end. Yes. Uh, she's very 
actually she's very smug and condescending here uh turns out she can speak english oh we said already they um oh the problem is you know you don't you know you ask to be taught but you don't want to see and i'm like she's totally about to break into colors in the wind (laughs) have you ever heard the wolf cry to the blue card oh stop there or ask the grinning bobcat why he grins. Yep. Uh, then the same sprite show up and he tries to swat them away and she's like so mad and I'm like, he doesn't know. No. Turns out they're seeds of a sacred tree. Um, and she, he, she's just, uh, oh, I swear they're about to go, listen to your heart. You <laughs> will understand. And the sprites land on him from his head to his hips. Ah. Uh, Not on his legs. Very no. Just a thought. Uh, she tells him to come with him, and she, he is, until his feet and legs are taken out, ironically, oh, that's quite fitting, by a uh, trap of some sort, and we meet Sute. <coughs> Sute, is that the the warrior yeah. Navi guy? Played by Laz Alonzo. He's kind of like the head oh. security warrior guy. Do you know Laz Alonzo? I don't know who he is. I know the name, but I'm gonna, I'd am gonna. i have to see what he's in. It's just a name that I've heard recently. Was he... Because I got confused here. Is he... He's Mother's jealous... Milk in The Boys. Oh, is he really? Yeah, oh, that's, that's cool. why I've heard the name recently. He's the, he's the what in Boys? He's Mother's Milk. Oh! Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Um, I can work out whether he was a jealous lover or wanted to be with her or family. Oh, okay. You, I thought she was, he was his dad, her dad. No, there's a bit in the debrief coming up. We'll talk about it. They do clarify what the relationship is. They do is. answer that, yeah. Do they? Okay. Um, I, must, uh, I must have nodded off on that. <laughs> so she says there's been a sign. She tells um, Sute that there's been a sign and now it's a matter for the Sahik. And we meet... Etukan, played by Wes Studi, and Moat, played by CCH Pounder. Uh, this is dad and mum, respectively. And instantly he goes, like, oh, it's an honor to meet you. I'm like, you're not a, you're not the lumbering quarterback here to take out the cheerleader anymore, dude. Like, like the amount of, and I understand this is like, <laughs> I don't know what was happening there. Georgia put her cup underneath a table. And I think, were you taking a swig of the drink? No, I was moving the straw, but you know, moving it makes that horrible right. noise. So, so it made a noise, and I thought Georgia was letting one rip. No, <laughs> I was moving the straw. I'm not Liam. I mean, the cup came up, and I went, oh, okay. There <laughs> no, she let one rip. No. <laughs> so, um, is it... Uh, so we meet, so he goes to shake dad's hand. They almost all take him out. And this is his blind arrogance. I don't know if it's a humanity or Americans or what it is. But this idea of it, I'm in a foreign land. Oh, surely my my, my gesture will be will welcomed. Be, like, I know he's not trained in, like, the ways of the V, but are you trained in the ways of not everyone's like you? Yeah, true. <laughs> Jeez. Um, should have done a river dance. Mom says it's hard to fill a cup <laughs> that is already full. Mum then decides that Neytiri will teach uh, him their ways. He sleeps in a hammock that's obviously set up to make them stare at each other's naked bodies I've got written down. I'm not being funny. I've had experiences in a hammock. <laughs> and a lot of times I fell out of them trying to get in them. And he's up in a tree, never been in one. And he's in there like... George, you frequently sleep in a hammock. I say, mate, I've spent weeks sleeping in a hammock. I have never fallen out. Oh, trying to get in them things. 
nightmare. He does struggle. What sort of hammock? Because if it's a hammock that's got a bar at the end, did you, did you have like a bar either no. end? Okay, they're really difficult. They do flip over. But if it's like a bat hammock or a cocoon hammock, they're really like it's no. difficult to fall out of. Yeah. Yeah. Once I'm in, I was alright. Yeah. It's just getting in. Oh yeah, no, that is a bit more difficult. Yeah. But. So he falls asleep and then he comes back uh, to the real world, I suppose. And he debriefs, and everybody loves him. Question, Liam. Do the Navi know that he's he keep jumping in and out of this avatar, or do they just think he's sleeping at this no, point? No, I think he's sleeping, which means you're on a really interesting time crunch. Yeah. Of yeah, was, yeah. There's that scene later where Nateri's freaking out because he's, just, he's, yeah. just complete, he's a corpse. Yeah. Weird. Uh, he's got, we find out he's got three months to move them on as their village sits on the richest unobtainium site for 200 kilometers in any direction. <laughs> Still making me mad. Please. I love it in the future. Americans are using the metric system, though. I appreciate that. <laughs> See, that's why I was like, it couldn't have been 54 days because it's the, they've got that amount of time. Yeah. Uh, we find out that Neytiri and Sute are a mated pair. Oh, so ooh. because he's the head of the warriors and she'll be the next priest, they are, de- they are destined, to, destined be to be married. Yeah. Which I don't think enough was made of in the third act no. or the second act. Um, and then all of a sudden, Norm's turned into a dick, and I don't know why. He's like, oh, it's their god. Jeez, you know anything? He's like a minute ago. You're like, oh, you're just like, your bro- oh, I loved yeah, your brother. He was yeah. great. Is it jealousy? And if so, then like, tell that story, but they don't. No. Hey. It's just on the cutting room floor. This first <sighs> half of the movie exists because just because they want to get to the second half, and they kind of forget those valuable points we need. Uh so they've got, yeah, what happens if they go to wake him up? He's not in the suit. I guess he just sits there. Jake then misgenders his horse. Just thought I'd mention that. Yeah. Uh, we learn about the bond between them, and uh, the horses have, like, these extra, like, almost like gills. Gills, yeah. And they were based off of high-performance cars. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, you have exhaust in various places. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. Pippin has gills when he sucks on his toys. Does he? You know when he, like, sits down and, like, gets a toy in his mouth yeah. and just sucks on it? His, like, the sides of his neck go, like, in and out, and they look like little gills. Okay. So not literally, they just look like yours. Well, he doesn't actually no. grow holes and be able to breathe out of the side of his neck. He's a dog. <laughs> a dog stroke fish. He's not, he's not actually a fish hybrid. It's a high-performance uh, sport car. we call them his gills because they do the same thing. Back in the military wing, Dr. Patel sees Sully giving info to Selfridge and Quaritch. So they go to the Flying Mountains of Pandora, and we totally skip like, the conversation that should have taken place here. We just get a voiceover going, turns out she knew everything. <laughs> James Cameron loves a lazy voiceover. He does, he does. Oh, I guess he remember away almost with Terminator it. 2 ones? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He gets away with it in this because he's doing those like video logs yeah, the whole time. So you can kind of get away with it, can't you? Came yeah. Before everything changed. What is that? Because I recognize That's that. Terminator. Oh, okay. I, just, uh, I probably heard parodies more than anything. So uh, Jake's voiceover tells that she knows everything, and we learn about Urkon. Don't call them pterodactyls. I've got my notes here. They are, though, aren't they? They are. And we get a montage. And Jake's Pterodactyl le- dragons. Jake's learning things. He's bonding with Norm. He says, my feet are getting tougher. I have to trust my body. So he's starting to personify the Avatar body as his. Yeah. Uh, he's not letting the spiritual side of it, though, get to him. He says, tree hugger crap. Uh, <laughs> in the real world, his hair's growing. Uh, it turns out he's talked Moat into letting Grace back into the village. None of this requires us to actually see any of this. See, Just tell us. I didn't realize that they had made a connection with Grace. Um, so I thought he was the first port of call for the connection. That's how they speak no, English. They, that's how they speak English because she'd already been in and, ha- and established school. a school, but they'd kick her out. Yeah, why that's why they, her avatar looks so young because it's been many years. Why'd they kick her out? Because communications broke down. Probably because the corporate guys came and the started mining more. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh, okay. And they came in with guns and stuff. Uh, we find that all energy is borrowed. We have to return it. Uh, I mean, James Cameron's very environmentalist. I mean, that yeah. is true, though. Like, our bodies go in... When we die, They all of our energy goes back to the ground. That's why there's such an interesting argument over the human spirit, because what is that? And why do we? Why are we able to think as much as we think yeah. when technically everything is all energy? Where does that Black matter. Go? We're all the same black matter, aren't we? That's why a lot of religion is there, well, because the way, people... The way that water is all going to be about uh, climate change and the environment. Of course it is. As well. Yeah. Um, he kills something, it's a clean kill, and then she goes, you are ready. And we go to the trial about choosing your banshee, I'll say. Uh, it's also called an Urkon. Jake says his world has flipped. flipped. The real world felt more like a dream, and the dream world felt more real. Mm-hmm. He reads them better than Linda Hamilton did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a very pretty sequence, which I'll say about large portions of this, and he's supposed to try and tame... Uh, the banshee but it almost bucks him off when he goes on and he makes the bond and it's almost someone referred to it in the comments as like a usb connector that <laughs> plugs in but this idea that everything in pandora has like this universal link that you can look for something else Do you know what i liked what i didn't like about this scene is that she said um they will pick you as you will pick them and this one's not picking him no. at all. Well, no, she He's does, just being persistent. She does say until he, he links he asks how will i know if it's picked me and she says it will try and kill you Sure. That was the answer to well, that question. Well, they all tried to kill him. They all spit and snarled at him. It's not like everyone else was like, hey, buddy, one, come over here. He went to one, that went... <laughs> yeah. And he went, oh, I'm not going near that one. <laughs> Second one. And then the third one, he went, oh, bugger this. <laughs> they all spit and snarled at me. I'll just go for that one. He then makes the bomb, but then we found it's not complete to the first flight. I'm like, you didn't save us before. Uh, with the success record he had with the horses, this should not have gone his way because no. he gets bucked off of horses forever. Thankfully, they do cover this by him going, I may not be much of a horse guy, but I was born to do this. I also want to bring this back <laughs> later to the scene, right? She said, once you make this bond, it's for life. To the, to the flying pterodactyl yep, thing, I know. right? Yep. So I'll come back to this later when we come back to the next. Yeah. The answer is you can have bonds with more than one animal. There are different species. What other animal? You can still fly that one. Mm, I don't think so. It kind of feels like it's like a... Uh, I thought it was a two-way what, street, what, not what, just what, what a one-way. What was it called? Like bigamy. Yeah. <laughs> like no, like you can a, have many animals. They can only have one owner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I suppose so. Yep, there we go. Some of the locals cheer him on and are told off by Sute. And again, this would have been better if they built this more. Yeah. Mm. Um, we go to the Tree of Souls. Uh, we find out Grace says, oh, I love samples. And he has another crisis of conscience, but that doesn't really go anywhere. And then there's a chase where something called Torek is chasing them. And we hear of a great leader who rode a Torek. And only five of them have ever been able to do this over the course of their history. And one of them was... Um, so he's Saldana. What's her name? Natiri. Natiri. Yeah. Natiri's grandfather's grandfather. Yeah. So her great Jake goes. I can't believe it's been only three months. So there we go. A pep talk from Quaritch, um, and he says, "Hey, your legs are yours tomorrow." But I want. He goes. Oh, I just want to do one more thing. I want this final ceremony because then I'm a man in there. I'm one of them and one of the people. Uh, and he pitches it by going, uh, then I'll be able to kind of like negotiate, negotiate and t- convince them to leave. And so he goes to the ceremony where he becomes one of them and we're told, you can now make your bow. Now, this was never a thing. This isn't like you go to the wand shop. Harry <laughs> like, this is the first mention of it. You can now get your bow. He's like, all right. And you can now choose a woman. And, then, <sighs> and he goes, you know, Stacy's awfully nice. And he goes, I don't want Stacy. I goes, see you. Oh, Lisa's a great hunter. Lisa is a great hunter. She goes, what? 
And he goes, I don't want Lisa. I've already chosen. I've already chosen. <laughs> but I don't know if she'll choose me back. And she goes, I have. And at no point does she go, by the way, Sute kind of thinks we're a thing. And her eyes get bigger as well. My favorite part of this is like this. I see again, you. again. The dialogue is not the the strong suit of this film, but it, I, it's like basically Greece esque teen drama. Hi, hi, hi. But you know what I mean by teen drama? Like someone will say something, and the, it's obvious that person's talking about you, and you're like, oh, but whoever could it be? Ah, uh, they've already chosen each other. It turns out they they have like they like mate. They put their noses together. I am now with you, Jake. We are mated for life. The version on Disney Plus misses something. Oh, because I because I heard about this and I was like, hang on, yeah. I was told there was tail sex. Yeah. Yeah. Do they like tail? Put their the tails come together and like the like entrails inside like go together. Go together. Now we didn't see that in the version on Disney Plus. Nor did it see it on the original theatrical release. But when they re-released the theatrical release, not when Avatar, uh, not when Avengers was beaten, but they did uh, uh, while it was still playing, they did an updated version, and that included the tail sex. So I have since seen the scene. With the tail sex Does it involved, look sexy, but because they've already like done the tail <laughs> sexual. No, no, just hit me up because they've also already I done put on the like very white. Very white. They've already done the thing where they like attach tails with like other animals and stuff, and that's not presented in a sexual way. So get- how do they? How is that any? Well, obviously it is different, but how is it any different on film? I'm, guess- I'm guessing this is why because now. That's where there should have been a, a cut, things, and then we yeah. show them. So almost everything after the the tail mingling begins is still there. So the bit where kind of like she kind of like puts her legs around him and he yeah. like presses against her. That stuff's all still there. They just dissolve over the tail bit. Oh, but I don't see a problem with that because like, oh, how is I, it any I have different? no yeah. idea what the logic is. I, I think it might just be because everyone's like, but that means they're having the sex with the animals, <laughs> but. I mean, uh, it just means they're connected. We're told that, like, and they they're connected as two. It could have been a really interesting time to have a conversation with. with, I mean, I don't even worry about children, but still, the idea that you know, there is there is an emotional connection that's you know not. Not every. Sometimes I put my USB into a computer and I'm trying to read. Sometimes I'm looking to print. Uh, basically know. like fungus as well so it's like the the concept of sex for us is different to what this is like without a doubt yeah that's why i'm confused as to why it would be taboo enough that they wouldn't keep that scene I, it strikes like, me as really strange that's i don't really know weird. It's, yeah it's yeah. not like a mammalian way that we see it the weird like thing a, is it didn't make the original cut and they thought enough to put it in yeah. and then take it out again and then take it back out again <laughs> so what was the argument they went you know what's missing that bit where they connect it with the tails, yeah. No one moving the world. We can take it out now. It's all so, so, so yeah. guys. So he is. Uh, so they made it for life. There's got to be a morning after, and there always is. So Grace cross-cutting as the machinery is taking down Pandora, but we just got Jake like eating his meal, and like Grace has forced him to eat like cornflakes, and he's like, I know, I know, I know, I know. What I know, whatever it is, he's yeah. eating. Um, he finally gets back in, and Selfridge won't stop the bulldozer, so he punches out the cameras. And eventually, Quaritch sees this and turns on him. Uh, Sute's taking a war party after the Sky People. And this is when Jake and the Tiri walk in hand in hand. And it's probably a bad time to announce that you've, like, mm. 
Tail sixed. <laughs> and Jake basically t- got married, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Jake tells Sute, I'm not your enemy. I'm like, Sute's had a rough day. His home's being bulldozed. Yeah. He's just found out the girl he thinks he's supposed to be married to. Yeah, he's not having a ma- Not even like, as like, interesting as someone else, like, is mated with someone else. They have done mm-hmm. that. Is that now, yeah. You think you're pair bonded with essentially. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and they you're, mate for you're life. Say, like it's, it's like, hi, this is your soulmate forever, and then like two weeks later, he goes anyway. I say like they were to betrothed, a, basically. To a guy, they, yeah, yeah, to a guy he thinks is is like he's just a demon in a false body. Like he's not really one of us. No matter what you say, he's not one of us. And he's not wrong either. No, Corrich punches Jake in the face and accuses him of getting. <laughs> also, they pull him. This is the first time we ever see them pull people. We're told it's very, very dangerous. Nothing goes wrong ever. No, ever. And they do it a lot. No. <laughs> and it happens like. At least five the emergency times red button. Yep. Um, and so he comes to and Quaritch punches Jake in the face, accuses him of getting some strange tail and changing sides. The fact that it's tail is hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He called um, the tail ends of that. Grace goes to Selfridge, Giovanni Rubisi, and makes her pitch. It's a network. It's like 10 to the power of seven trees or something like that. Is that supposed to mean something? <laughs> yeah, more synapses in the human brain. And they're laughed at because he just goes, they're just fucking trees. Yeah. Um, but this sets him up to be the overall <laughs> powerhouse to move this forward, and yet, really, the Scarman is is the big villain. Well, it's not well, he's, he's the he's the muscle. This isn't his journey. Yeah. If 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 he's just there, if stories were going to get if stories were going to get in the way of like his feelings, he wouldn't be there in the first place. He kind of fizzles out. But also he doesn't we don't see him die or anything because no, he's just still in the base. Like off. he's just led off later. Yeah. yeah. So he's not mm. he's not the big bad, he's just the face because he doesn't yeah. actually. No, but he's do running anything. the whole operation. Yeah, but like he he's They're under his he, command. He, he's basically like the personification of corporate greed and then Stephen Lang is just hi, I'm the military industrial yep. complex. Like that that's all this is. Like look what we're doing to native soil kind of thing. That becomes a personal vendetta for the scar man. Well, yeah. yeah, because he's he's used to be in charge. Yeah, yeah, but he's not in charge because Giovanni... well, he's in charge of Viscapass. It's very lethal weapon. Yeah, it's very lethal weapon. Why does Nick Nick, Nick Nolte or is it Gary Busey? Gary Busey. Why does Gary Busey get yeah. so hung up on on Mel Gibson? Because he can. Yeah, he's not the big bad, but he's the guy. He's the arm of vengeance. Yeah, and he true. gets power. He essentially yeah. would be like, I'll have power over this entire new continent. Mm. And what? Because again, it's like. It's 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 racial prejudice because he just calls them savages. I want control over what I view as lesser. Yeah. Uh, Selfridge justifies the move. All right, pull the trigger. Michelle Rodriguez warns them they're going to hit home tree. Out of nowhere, uh, the scientists include because she's part of his like she's part of Jake's like downturn almost. She's like, hey, Selfridge, uh, you know um, what's his name? Qu- 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 not Quidditch. That's that's Mission Impossible. <sighs> Quaritch wants to see you. Um, the scientists are able to convince Selfridge to try and talk them down. Give us an hour. Jake then comes clean and says, "Yeah, I knew this would happen." And it doesn't go well. They two, the two avatars get bound. She freaks out and kind of breaks up with them. Um, the airships are en route, en route and Corridge oh, looks like a right asshole with a coffee cup in his hand. I loved yeah. him riding shotgun, was drinking a cup of coffee. Thought that was brilliant. In the biggest badass machine possible. Uh, the counterattack, the Navi decide to attack from above with the Banshees. Court starts with uh, gassing the home tree and then switches to fire. Moat approaches with a knife to the throat of Sully. 
And we think he's, well, I don't know, anybody thinks she was going to kill him. I no, there was still an hour left of the film. Don't be silly. She was really good, and I thought they wish I'd given her more to do because she seemed like she was always on the right side. Well, going, yeah. yeah, she was very cool. Yeah. If you was also like, she's crying and screaming the tears. Like, yeah. The, 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 cause, like, the, the makeup is just streaming down. The lighting in this film, really beautiful considering it's all just CGI blue. Yeah, everything visual is great. This, yeah. yeah, this film is visually be- it is It is yeah. very, very beautiful. If you are one of us, help us. She frees him and many things go boom. Bang, bang, boom, maybe. Um, <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez <laughs> mutinies on her post and literally says into the radio, I didn't sign up for this shit. This goes unpunished. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, does it? Not for long. And when she says, I didn't sign up for this shit, my comment underneath is, oh, I think it's precisely what you signed up for. Yeah. 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 You are the bad people. You're a, mil- you're a military, like... You're a military boy. pilot. Yeah. Yeah. You're a military pilot with loads of weapons going to a native land saying we're gonna we want to try and take all of their resources we're gonna spend three months to try and tell them to go if not we're gonna go anyway you know what you're doing uh home tree falls literally it feels like a big deal there's many sad faces even selfridge has a sad face uh quaritch says the first round's on him and they bail because the job's done natiri discovers her father with a shard of wood through his chest and he's giving her his bow, which, again, would have been cool if we, we knew that this was something. Yeah, because they mentioned it a couple of times, because the morning after the tail sex as well, they, he, she says, you need to go and make your bow now. You are one of us. You are with the yeah. people. But they don't. That's as much explanation well, as Well, actually, she says the bow thing before he chooses her. Does she? Yeah. Oh, it's okay, one of the sorry, choices he gets. The first choice, the same, like, he completely minutes. no-sells the bow because he's more interested in the girl. <laughs> yeah. um, Selfridge tells an underling to pull the plug which i thought meant on like the mission or on the camera feed no he means on on the avatars Hmm. uh norm then decks this underling and he gets put down in the the v bring uh bring our our deanimated avatars well actually just grace Grace. punches them so hard it's it goes into slow motion yep one of those good old slow motion punches our three heroes are in prison so security prison you can tell because it's white everywhere <coughs> uh it's gonna be hard to escape from this sorry i didn't know i didn't have anything to come in with if you use your coffee if, if if anybody could have helped me that would have been great um says uh it's gonna be hard to escape this and turns out nope super easy barely an inconvenience because <laughs> comes michelle rodriguez who wasn't punished who might be ideologically opposed but she's allowed free reign says ah oh, they shouldn't these tree huggers shouldn't give me allowed steak and then she punches the guy and frees our three heroes who've been incarcerated for about 35 seconds yep Oh no, whatever will they do? Uh, it's okay. It's finished. They're out. And then Max is also there to show that he's really a good guy underneath. I mean, does any of this need explaining? Nah. <laughs> uh, they break out and are headed for the airship. Uh, Quaritch fires on them. And of course, it's like the most predictable thing. Everyone's going, oh, woo, we're okay. Yeah. Close up, close up, close up, close up. Last close up. Someone looking a little bit concerned. They look down and the camera yeah. pans down to blood in their head. Yeah, it had to be one of them though, didn't it? Yep. Um, they're going to go to the Tree of Souls and in human form, it looks like. And uh, the people are already there. But the people, I mean, the people of the Navi. And they've got, well, I said, they have Jake's transit machine with them? That's a bit far-fetched. I'm like, no, hang on. doesn't have to be the specific machine. They can do it with any machine. That's a little bit easier. <laughs> Jake wakes up in the ash in Avatar form and is found by his Banshee. Uh, turns out he's going to take out Turok. Uh, he jumps on top of him from a point-of-view shot and then it blacks out. 
and then they're having the the, the veer having Sunday morning service and down lands Jake on Turok. Now, when they minute they introduced Turok and only five people in the history of being able yeah. to do this, did we all see that this was going to happen? It's yeah. Like, well, yeah. I mean, although I was with Liam going, hang on, you made a big deal about this one, one yeah. thing. Yeah. But now what happens? Cause he says, you're not going <laughs> to like this, but blah, blah, blah. And then he jumps on the other one and you're like, well, what happens to the other one now? Because you're not going to ride the other one. Cause it's like having a, a Reliant Robin and a McLaren F1. You're going to be riding the McLaren F1, not the Yeah, but some, the some people have, like, it's multiple the horses car, the that, they, that they ride. Like, you can have more than one horse and ride both of them they made different this, times. Would this have been a big deal, though, of this, the mating for life thing? Would have been better if Rihanna shut up and drive was playing as he landed it. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> saying, go, go, shut up and drive. Oh, look, oh, it's... No, it's, because that's about Turok. sex. And shut we've already cut drive. the tail sex. Well, the tail's already in the tail. I mean, we're all right here. Huh? <laughs> we're already plugged in. <laughs> Let's curtail this. There we go. Hey. Oh, that was good. Thanks. They all bow to him. Uh, he makes nice with Netiri and then Sute. Um, and he's trying to find ways to to honor Sute. Um, Grace is then brought before them in human form, and they're going to try to transfer her essence to the Avatar body. I've got, so my other how question does is, this work? My other question is: Do they know that now that that two, there's the Navi person Avatar and Grace are the same person? They yes. do now. Yeah. 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 So how do they just accept this? Because before they just thought they just fell asleep. No, because when they because when they turn the button off and they fall to the ground, at one point they said, "See, they're demons, they're bodies without souls, or something like that." Yeah, because that's what I wouldn't um, really explain too much how they would know. I think they probably explained in some capacity how they were there, because otherwise, it's just we're, we look like you, but we're not you. Actually, if they just showed up and went, "Hey, I'm Jim. I'm <laughs> from the group down by the river, <laughs> down by the river." Like We've got that's actually a much figure. easier story to come up with than than the truth. Yeah, it yeah. just seemed odd. No, I reckon when she had her school, they probably she probably taught them about yeah humans because they taught, referred to them as sky people, didn't they? So yeah. they obviously know a certain amount about them, but they've never experienced seeing both of them at the same time, which is what this is a first for. Um, so the tree that she's under and the plant things growing around her is to transfer her body her weakened human body. Her human spirit into the Avatar into body. The Avatar, I mean, and in, that's where she would stay. It's been done in movies a million times where you upload someone's like intelligence into a computer or something like that, or you transfer it to a new body or something like that. Get out, in essence. Mm-hmm. Was, was, was trying to do this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, it's... But th- th- my problem is this vessel was never meant to be like someone's fully organic body. No. Can it poop? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, is this built with like all the same? It's it's not a clone because it can, it can because it can connect. You can download into it, so that's not a normal body. I would assume if it can you know these sex, machines that they go in and go under to go into the avatars. Yes. So can I? Because th- this weren't made clear. Yeah, they yada yada the technical. Because yeah. I thought one machine that gets destroyed <laughs> would be the one that they could only use the avatar with. But it just seems to be. No, it seems to be you can connect with anything. It also so seems to be the world's greatest wireless connection ever. Then Avatar yeah. in, or a transfer, if their DNA suits hers, can yeah. they then transfer into? No, it has to be identical. That's, that's why that's, he's, that's why he that's has to why do the he job. Has to do it. They were, they were monitoring how closely the link was. We got the ninety nine percent that we were in. Because they're identical. Because 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 the DNA could a, could a could a family member, child, or something. No, because it wouldn't be close enough. Yeah, it probably wouldn't be close enough. Like this is custom made. 
Okay. The only, yeah. only people that's why the fact he's a twin is so important. It just seems odd to have an... If I could understand that one machine that they lay in and sleep in is linked to that avatar, I understand that. But multiple ones? So you could use it? Georgia could use it? I no, could use it? No, we can't use it. Only if we each individually had an avatar as well. Yeah, that was Only fair. people that have set at the blue avatars are able to get in the machine so it's, 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 it's not about the machine you crawl into it's about the avatar you transport into those are linked but i thought yeah. they'd be trans like it's I not th- an individual machine for I each thought avatar. the machine would be linked to that no because then this movie can't work well i know but that's what that's what confused me yeah i mean i don't know i don't know if it's really a huge it's just a, it's just a machine that just transfers Do they have to reprogram it every time they go have a different person into a different avatar they didn't mention that no, but I think we're just supposed to kind of go, yeah, right, okay. There's not loads and loads of avatars, so I imagine each machine is set up for each but person Doc, that's got an avatar. Doc we like, he, he transfers into consider, an avatar. Consider... Yeah, he has one anyway. Consider the, the, the machine to be a computer, okay? You can access your email account through many different computers. Okay. Right? doesn't matter. Your, your, your computer doesn't be paired to an email account. As long as you know and you know your password, you can get into that, that thing. But only you can get into it. I can't use the same computer you use and, and, and hack into your email. So I don't have your password. True. So I think it's more like that. It's like a like a Bluetooth headphone. Well like, explained. You can... but I don't think that's what they were aiming. At. <laughs> I think they, I think they uh, do hickeyed it. Um. Yeah. Ethan was making. I think the same sort of metaphor with uh, with with the Bluetooth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> uh, they all bow to him. Um. Because he's. Oh, I've said that already. I think. Yeah. And Grace dies. Uh, I'm calling BS. She's totally coming back. Nope, I was wrong there. Uh, <laughs> Jake wishes to speak well. and for Sute to translate. I don't think that Grace does say it. Great. She's real. She's real. I'm with her, yeah. I'm with her. And I have the man, I'm yeah. with her. No, no, I'm no, with Iwa. Iwa. Um, Jake wishes to speak and for Sute to translate. And he keeps finding ways to honor Sute so he's not challenging his leadership. No, uh, this is like, he, that is probably some again, of the best writing in it is actually yeah. that bit there. If they're learning English... From a young age and learning, yeah. and she'd been there a while. How come he can talk to them and they all understand? Because he wants to speak to them in their language. In their language, respect thing. yeah, that's all it is. And he'll be better. But he didn't though, did he? He spoke in English and then had them had him translate. That's what we're saying. Yeah, he says his Navi isn't good enough, so he asks. Because Jake's been doing Navi for what, like yeah, but they three months. Understand his English, even if I was broken English, because they're learning it. Not all of them. Not all of them had access to the, to, to the school. No, no, no. no. Only the ones that would have been around when Grace was running the school. Who would probably would have been of your most prominent members of, the, of, of a society. Okay. Uh, there's, there's, like, there's, like thousand, there's like a thousand people there. Well, there's thousands and thousands. You give me more than 30, I'm starting to make a kick up in my classroom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> until the very, <laughs> yeah, until yeah, totally. the very end of the film, we're only exposed to one Navi tribe, aren't yes, we? Yes. So there's the other tribes wouldn't know any English. So when he goes... Although they do kind of yada yada with the idea of even other tribes. Yeah. At first it's like, yeah. this is all the Navi. And they're like, oh no, there's tribes all over. Yeah. Or there. Okay. Like Pandora's yeah, actually quite big. Like, yeah. like, we go to the water tribe and they help us too. And I'm like, yeah. there's a water tribe? It's like it's like where Black Panther got this idea from, yeah. <laughs> Didn't have a fisherman called we'll Jimmy. find out more about the water <laughs> tribe in Avatar 2, The Way of the Water. I imagine you're probably right. Although yeah. it does undercut some of the things like this is their most sacred place, unless you're from one of the other tribes. Well, I think I yeah. think mum and dad are probably like king and queen of Pandora, the entire place, but there's different like 
It's like a, I think it's probably more of a it's city. It's like a theme park with different areas. Is this Game of Thrones, is it? <laughs> One of them's Pandora. Yeah. Uh, if, if Pandora was England, uh, wherever that tree is, that's like London, and the water people, I guess, are like Birmingham. It's a big city, but it's just not <laughs> that city. All right, mate. No worries. <laughs> they will all attack together because there are other people who are going to show up. Um, Turok Makto is important. Uh, it's, I, I thought, oh, he's got a new Navi identity. No, he doesn't. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I guess Grace isn't coming back at this point. No. <laughs> back on base, Quaritch is launching his preemptive counter-counter attack. Oh, no, it's happened. <laughs> the sneezing and the coughing is going round the table. I just had a little handshake because I thought I was going to sneeze and it didn't eventually Maybe I need go. to pull my mask out. Yeah. There's yeah. great use of backlighting to demonize him, and they're going to use a bomber as a bomb for the Tree of Souls. And that's a lot of dynamite or whatever it is they're or, using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, just a giant stack of... It's just yeah. a stack of dynamite in it. Sure. Uh, Jake has a heart-to-heart with a tree. <laughs> he does. He asks really nicely. And then we go to the... And we're told that the tree doesn't pick sides. And we've got the final battle, I'm assuming, that a V attack from the sky and take out the planes. I thought that was quite cool. Although the ground troops aren't faring nearly as well. No. I tell you what really annoyed me. Earlier in the film, we see them shooting the arrows at the glass, and it does nothing. Yeah. In this point, the arrows are going straight through the glass, and well, I'm going, come on. They're using gravity, that's why. You see, you see. <laughs> come from above. You see, the ships are no longer covered with plot armor. Oh, okay, that's it. Yeah. Uh, I literally asked myself why the ships aren't maneuvered into other ships, and then they did exactly that. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> so like when they're like when, when Turok, well, when when Jake is on his cool little you know Phoenix, Dragon. yeah, and that one is more like a Phoenix. Yeah, the, uh, why? I'm like he's, he's dragging them, like throwing them into like the cliffs. I'm like, you just throw them to another into another yeah. ship. Yeah. And then he does that. I'm like, okay, there we go. Michelle Rodriguez brings her ship out, and it's all like decked out in blue. I'm like, yeah, it's not going to last long. No, and she's, like, she's got the war paint on as well, which yeah. is a nice touch, but like, yeah, yeah I saw that come in. She's pretty quickly removed. Uh, Neytiri is thrown from her banshee, and the music gets sad as we start to see our heroes die. Michelle Rodriguez dies. Sute got a great death. Yeah. Oh, he, he was on the back of a, like um, where where the bomb is, and he yeah. takes out about yeah. five of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Norm is shot, and then he wakes up in his machine yeah yep. and he proves so here's it. the proof that you don't yeah, if yeah. you die you don't die well, I don't, but then he goes back out in human form and it's like oh wow now that you know you're not invincible wow it's mm. interesting as well though because obviously the avatar like we see it get shot but we don't see it die i guess technically that so shows that it he, can die yeah does he well it doesn't with the avatar doesn't die we don't see it die we only see it get shot so well but he doesn't go back into it so we don't see it, sute land but we're pretty sure he's dead too. no 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 but does he because <laughs> we see him get out really quickly so does he need to get out before it dies so he doesn't die as well i mean we could we could, we could ask questions I'm just intrigued. Maybe he had to use the toilet and he jumps out no, at that point like, because no. well like he I'm has genuinely that point intrigued like having... as to how that worked my so my reading of it was that was that was that the avatar died that's another okay. thing right so he ate sam ate before he, worthington ate before he went in the avatar right yep. so that's feeding his physical body yeah i think if you but he also it, ate one of them fruit things while he was in the avatar body so, does that feed the avatar or does it feed him? It yeah. seems to be organic yeah. material because they grew and matured on the flight over so i would assume that it needs sustenance as well yeah so i think it feeds you spend so much time body. eating yeah, yeah. Between those two. Yeah. Odd. Um, Norm is. Uh, shall we say that already? Natiri is about to die, and 
Horich is going to uh, kill her, and then we've got. It was, it was no, it wasn't. It wasn't that point yet. She's surrounded by like all these different guys with guns, and he's saying, "Do not do move forward. Attack. It's an order." Like she knows without you know. <laughs> okay, okay, Marine. <laughs> and she's not going to listen. And then we get Hammerhead Rhinos ex machina. I did enjoy that it was them first. <laughs> I did like that. That made me smile. And then we get told Awa has heard you, and nature's responding. I literally teared up at this point. I was not <laughs> expecting that. Yeah, that this scene. Is I was lovely. not expecting that because nor was I thinking like I'm, I'm like okay, great. It's it's the it's it's the eagles are here, the trees are here, and whatever. But I'm like I I, 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 I didn't realize I was this emotionally invested in the story. I didn't. Uh, Norm is back down in the fighting this time in human form. We said that already. Uh, Dragon pushes ahead with his payload. That's Korich. Uh, Jake lands on top of Dragon and hits him with a grenade. And then a follow-up shot by taking a rocket and putting it into the propeller. Uh, but Jake takes a fall, but shows he learned from earlier because he hits each leave on the way down, which happened earlier in the film, but yeah, he's much yeah. better in this situation. More graceful. I've got, I think the Tree of Souls is safe, but we're down to one final showdown between Jake and Gary Buse. I mean, Quaritch. <laughs> <laughs> and this is another thing. He he takes off his mask several times. and You see him hold his breath each time. Yeah, yeah you do. Breath. But he talks at one point when he's, he's shooting away. Sure. So you're like, come on. It says it, give, it gives you two minutes. He, they, that was established yeah. at the beginning until you pass out, and then four minutes until you're dead or something like that. Mm. I think what they that said. happens to, uh, to Jake later on as well. Yeah, Quaritch has found where Jake's pod is, but Neytiri comes with a save aboard the monster that she discovered. Uh, just enough time for Neytiri's monster to be stabbed to death, and just when Quaritch is going to do likewise to Neytiri, Jake shows up for the save. Quaritch's massive mech dagger made me chuckle. I mean, he's kind was, of... This is Aliens, like... Robot-y it's kind of the Iron Man one. Yeah, like he's the Iron Monger. He's like, yeah, the best thing you made, Jake. Nah, yeah, you didn't thing, use it for war. This is the thing that Scorny Weaver was in in Aliens. I haven't seen it, so I think it was. Quaritch goes to take out the pod, but the first one's the wrong one. The fumes are getting Jake to travel between both bodies because uh, he keeps waking up because of the choking smoke. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you can just go back to sleep and go back in. That's a thing. Uh, Quaritch gets Jake by his ponytail, holds him up, and goes to kill him, but Neytiri helps out with a pair of kill shots. I thought he was going to rip his hair off to take away the tail. Don't know. No, but his ponytail is different to his actual tail. So his, it's two tails, hair, yeah. He's got hair that and looks like a long plait. I thought they used the hair, the plait, to do stuff as well as the tail. Oh, that's why I got confused. Uh, she yeah, then, the end of the tail has got black hair on it. That's probably what the confusion uh, is. Okay. She then saves Jake again by putting his gas mask on him, and they say to each other, I see you. No, I How see How does she you. know that, though? To put his mask on? Yeah. She's seen the other She's, she's seen, seen the, the other humans, humans with, with masks on. Yeah. And oh, realizes okay. that he would need it. Yeah. They're not stupid. Like, that's kind of the point. They're very, They're very really clever. Smart. Yeah. The Exodus, we find that the aliens went back to their dying world. Only a few were allowed to stay. There's a party for Jake. It's his birthday at the Tree of Souls. Uh, the date on the screen at this point is uh, James Cameron's, like, 300th birthday or 200th birthday or whatever it would be at this well, point. Oh, the 24th of August. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever year it was. It's the, it's the 200th anniversary of his birth. That's fine. That's cute. Um, 2154, yeah. 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 The last shot mirrors are first, but now he's in his Navi body. He did manage to make the, the, the swamp. So will he stay like that now forever? So he's yes. now in that His avatar. human body is now gone. Oh, okay. Um, in the film's original ending, Natiri was going to be pregnant with Jake's child. They obviously pivoted on that. That'll be in the second one. 
Uh, and just a little bit of the legacy. Despite the film's financial and critical success, some journalists have questioned Avatar's cultural impact or lack thereof. In 2014, Scott Mendelson of Forbes said the film had been, quote, all but forgotten, citing the lack of merchandising, a fandom for the film, or any long-enduring media franchise. And further stated, he believed most general audiences could not remember any of the film's details, such as the names of the characters or actors in the cast. Mendelssohn <laughs> argued Avatar's only achievement of note was a popularization of 3D cinema. Despite this, he felt it was still a quality film, saying a great blockbuster movie can be just can be just a great blockbuster movie without capturing the lunchbox market. While the film was often described as anti-war by critics and fans, James Cameron repeatedly said in interviews the film was not inspired by or commenting on any specific conflicts or any specific nation's overall foreign or defense policies. He also said the film did have a brutally strong pro-environmentalist message on purpose because, as he said, I am a tree hunter. That's the wrong one. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the save again, guys. Sorry, I I get get engrossed watching you. So do I. It's the shiny button. We are in the end game now. I appreciate the engrossment. Just realize, if I'm not talking, I people, need please to help probably film. carry on doing this as I was before, so you don't have to worry about. it. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, we are in the end game now, uh, Liam. We need a random word, buddy. Um, dragon, dragon, dragon. We need a dragon because I thought they were more like dragons, pterodactyl dragons. Well, he also the, the, the like, orange one is much more. Orange's yeah, yeah. plane was called dragon. Oh, well, cool. oh, all the yeah. other all the other planes were called Valkyrie one through Valkyrie six, but uh, his was always dragon. Yeah, dragon. Which I guess you know he's fire breathing. He's going to bring everything down. Yeah, yeah. So dragon is totally good one. Money at uh, two hundred and thirty seven million dollars. How much does this make Georgia? Uh, it's like including the re release after uh, Avengers. It's like three point four or something like that billion. I think two point seven billion. Ethan, you admitted you cheated earlier, but do you want to go home to the house? Yeah, I might be right. It's, it, I'm pretty sure it's like 2.9, isn't it? 2.9. Uh, it was, it was Ooh, Avengers 3.4. No, no, I this is the highest. From, yeah, I had to do I that for Avengers my Nothing's one. ever made at the 3. No. What have I seen? It's like 3.14. Nothing, because this is the highest grossing movie of all time, so nothing's ever made at the 3 I think if you adjust for inflation, I think... If you adjust for inflation. Yeah, if you adjust for inflation, it's either that. I think if you adjust for inflation, God of the Wind's still the all-time best, yeah. Yeah. That thing sold so many tickets during the Great Depression. Insane. I think you'll find Greece, you know, <laughs> uh, due to inflation, is the biggest problem. Let's say, <laughs> let's say the break-even point was $900 million. Right. Remember when we said that he, oh. Jack Damon, turned down 10% uh, of the profits? Yes. That's $200 million on a conservative wow. guess. That's insane. I wonder if, if he ever kicks like, himself. Oh, what it's every day I would. Yeah. <laughs> $300 million. Huh? That's like nearly three hundred million if you include like the re-release stuff as well. Uh, two point nine two. That's that's everything. Yeah. That's including the re-release. So oh okay yeah. It's I know there all was a versions. Recent, yeah, the recent re-release wow. was like another hundred yeah. mil or something. That's what helps get the title yeah. back. Yeah, should have took it, Matt Damon. <sighs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So you think about how Cameron was a producer and how would have some points on that. Mm. No wonder he's willing to give back his director's yeah. fees. Like I'm not stupid. I know where yeah, to get my yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about the awards. Nine nominations, three wins. Have a go. Uh, visual effects. Visual effects uh, nominated and wins. Yeah. Uh, score nominated doesn't win. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Director of photography. That we don't usually think of the sound editing. Cinematography wins. Yeah. Uh, sound editing nominated but doesn't win. 
Ooh. Can't really go with costume. Can you? <laughs> Just editing in general, like editing. Yeah. Uh, nominated does not win. Okay. Director yeah. nominated does not win. Best picture nominated does not win, and that was a huge upset. Wow, wow. What wins is the Hurt Locker. Oh, oh yeah, Catherine which, Bigelow. Which, if you want to talk again, what do you which want to add to your movie? That's the gritty one, isn't it? That was James Cameron's ex-wife. That's a good it? point. Yeah, 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 yeah Catherine yeah. Bigelow. Because he does she, a, he does an uncredited rewrite on Point, point Break. Break? Yeah. yeah, because that was her movie, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How many did we get to? Uh, you got picture, you got director, you got film editing, you got sound editing, you got score as far as nominations. You're missing one makeup. You're missing a win and a nomination. Uh, Makeup, no. Uh, sound mixing, it was nominated for. You're not going to get that. Did we say screenplay? No, oh, come on. <laughs> I know, no. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching now. No, it wins for art direction. Oh, I didn't even know that was uh, a that's, cool. that's like set in production design. That's, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, it's the first completely digitally shot movie to win the Academy Award for Best Cinematography. Oh, that's so there we go. Okay. Um, let's talk about the role of women, Georgia. It's good. I'm not bad at this at all. I like the role of women in this film. Well, it's Pocahontas, isn't it? So it's a very matriarchal power structure. And there appears to be quite a matriarchal society within the Navi as well, which is quite nice. I don't think mum is in charge in charge, but she's but the she's one that's... a strong character. She's the one with when the When she makes the call to, to release people and you yeah. will teach this person, no one's no one's challenging her. Yeah, nope. and she's... Mm. he's Dad is connect, is like leader of the people, but she is the one that's connected to Iwa, yep. and she is the spiritual one. Which and, in and it seems like the, the deity is, is a female massive. deity. Mm. Iwa appears yeah. to be She is real. Yeah. 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 Um, also, when he's given his choice of partners, um, so-and-so is, yeah, is, is a good singer. Yeah, so-and-so is a good singer. And so-and-so yeah. is a, a very hunter. good hunter. Yeah, yeah. It does appear to be very... Um, at least even if not matriarchal, yep. which is which right. is lovely. And Michelle Rodriguez, she's um quite uh Marini. You know, she stands up to the guys. Here's always my test about Rolla women, for what it's worth. Go on. Could we have used a female baddie on the human side? Because like again, it's like to yeah, be yeah, it, yeah, but yeah. also she's, they, she's, they she's just a red yeah. herring. Like, can we not yeah. just yeah. have the, the guy, the the teacup golf guy, could have been a woman? Yeah, like yeah. Yeah, Sigourney yeah. Weaver was like, "I'm a badass." Not really. No, I, was, no. I, went, I went to Stanford, and then you've got. It's like in order for role of women to be really equal, it also means sometimes your villains have to be women. Yeah, yep. Especially if you wanted the Navi to be, that's fine. Make the Navi a hundred percent. You know, um, a matriarchal. There's not a flawed character amongst them, but that's fine because the they're nature. a community, they're a network, yada yada yada. Yeah. But then within, because yeah, we had we had we had, we had a mix of like ethnic diversity in the baddies, not 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 the high level baddies. Mm. Yeah. But but some of them, right? Yeah. And then, but then I would have liked it if the corporate was. Yeah, corporate could have been a woman. Yeah. There's no reason why not. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Next question: Does this film have a villain problem? No. Well, the uh, Scar Man. Corch. He's our, he's our villain, isn't he? That becomes a personal vendetta. Yeah. I'm fine with it. I'm, yeah, I'm, no, I'm fine. Yeah. He's not really a big, he's not he's a big villain to start with because you think Giovanni is... Well, he's the guy who makes the promise that you're like, it's his heart's desire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, he's gonna t- you know it's not going to well, go well. Yeah, I know, but he's not the villain villain in the first act, is he? He was just trying to give him a leg up? Yeah. <laughs> I got a stare from Georgia. At least Liam gave me a verbal response. They go for a drink and have a knees up. There we are. Uh, so there we go. Um, I, I've had to come up with these kind of off the cuff because I forget. So if I forget one of our usual categories or things. Oh, uh, so, songs that should have been on the soundtrack. Ooh. I'm blue. If I would bleed, I would lie. Oh, dear. 
Yeah, blue man, absolutely. Anything from the blue man group. Anything about trees. And it'll be you and me up in... No. Oh, the there's, a band, there's, there's a band called Screaming Trees, isn't there? I don't know. No idea. Yeah, I think so. But Can't yeah. name anything $3 bill, no? No. Could you do Jungle Love by the time? <laughs> I want to be My like Jungle you. Love. Oh, wee, oh, wee, oh. Okay, Welcome with- to the jungle, baby. Oh, we got fun and games. <laughs> All right. I was going with, uh, I want to be like you from the Jungle Book. There we go. And then, all, and then the oh, entire does, soundtrack. The, be like a, the yeah. entire soundtrack to Pocahontas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh. <laughs> I don't know. Something about choosing you or something like that. Oh. Nothing compares. Except oh. they don't break up, do they? So blue. <laughs> Hello from the other side. <laughs> I think that works. Yeah. Um, what should this film have been called? Avatar's a perfect name for it. Um, I like some of the ones, Dances with Smurfs. I mean, this would be a fun one to do for like an honest trailer. Yeah. I'm body, sure there probably swap. is one. Blue Man Group. Blue Man Group. Yeah. <laughs> no, I really like... And I didn't know the story before watching it. I knew it was called Avatar, and I knew the planet was called... Hang on. Did you say Avatar or I d- Abattoir? I said... Av- I said <laughs> Avatar is a much different movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said Avatar because my voice slipped. Um, I, I knew it was called Avatar, and I knew the planet was Pandora, and I knew they were the Navi. So I, but I didn't know where Avatar came in to, like, the thing. So actually, the fact that the there... It's like, cause it's like in a game, isn't it? You have an yeah, Avatar yeah, in a game. Yeah. It, makes, it, it makes sense. I like it. Yeah. Cool. Um, the usual favorite character. My favorite character was Scarman. Quattridge. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I liked him because he's very imposing. He's very driven. He's very everything else. As a human being, no, I don't like him. But as a character, he's not got much of an arc. But he's without him, you wouldn't have the immediacy of them doing their bit. Okay, because um, Rodriguez's character Michelle, she, she's oh, she turns out nowhere. No, and her death is like why, you know? And there's quite a few of those, so yeah. I like the Navi mom. Okay, she's good. Okay, Ethan, I was going to say that as well, but like, if if I'm choosing someone else, I do like Natiri. Yeah. She was my second yeah. choice. She grows on me like by the end of it. Yeah, definitely. Much like Pocahontas as well, because Pocahontas right through the beginning when we first meet her, when she first meets John Smith, is a bit of a like arrogant asshole as well. Because of course they are. Because yeah, yeah, there's someone else on their land. Yeah. But watching it, you do you do go on a journey with that character because you have to go f- from and there's they an have interesting to thing you as well, yeah. Because what kind of story is this? And I know there's allegories for the um, the meeting of Europeans and Aboriginals in North America. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, don't, I think this, these stories. Whenever you have two cultures who don't know each other and you meet each other, it lets you foster through ideas of uh, prejudice and it lets you talk about you know how to resolve differences. And I like, I think I like movies like that. It's a good storytelling device. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. It's just because there were some story beats that were so similar to Pocahontas in this that you get. Oh, I mean, this was, po- yeah, this was Dance with Wolves. This was Pocahontas. This of course was, it was. Insert Terminator 2, Aliens. But anyway, the setting for a premise of a film is good for that. What's your, what's your favorite character? I'm going to go with Quatrich as well. Mm. Um, really liked him. None of the, uh, I, I don't think Jake, 
He's an audience surrogate. He's an audience guys. surrogate. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's the hard part with a James Cameron character, especially because he's just so audience surrogate, is that, you know, I automatically want to act towards the good side of it, and I do everything he wants me to do. But so much of the borders of the movies, I'm like, oh, okay, great. I'm going to, it's like a video game. Oh, today I'm going to level up and get my, uh, get so my flying first, badge. Let me yeah, finish There are so many right? first-person shots from, like, you could say this isn't, like, a first-person game, and I go, yeah, I believe you. Let me finish to you. So... One of the biggest <laughs> actresses in this movie was Sigourney Weaver. He's worked with James Cameron before, right? Yep. Did anybody feel sorry for her when she passed away? I did. I didn't. I liked her character by the end, because I, like, I understand. What, and also yeah. at that point, you're sympathising with the Navi and everyone Yeah, but when she help, passed so like, and they said she didn't make it, she was too weak. I was like, next, move on to the next thing. Well, no, because I think the amount of effort that went into trying to get her to be able to pass from her body to her avatar, like the entire like that tribe of navi were all there trying to make it work i'm gonna use i'm gonna i'm gonna use I'm okay with it. no because you wonder why that you wonder why that whole scene exists why is that whole scene? it exists so that he, we, we, we already have him, so yeah. we know it oh, can happen from there of course yeah. it is but i still appreciate it that's why i do that is there is some emotional impact because of how spectacular that okay. process is i i think i'm with liam i don't think it meant much no. okay I think, I think it's supposed to represent, like, look, the re- the the truest human who loved who loved this and was against it, like, and now she's gone. And I know no what it's what supposed it, to represent. I no think what she, it represents. How did you feel about that scene? Yeah, I didn't feel. Yeah, like that's, there a, good, was that's any a good stakes. point. Forget what. Yeah, I think with Liam here, did that emotionally hit you, or are we just going looking for stuff? The emotions of the scene hit me. The emotion of her death yeah. didn't, if that makes sense. Like, it the didn't matter that it was did, her uh, that was dying. I liked the scene. But like her character's death didn't bother me, though. Yeah. If that, well, so that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was one, to be her up, death right. is about how Jake reacts to it. It's not about her death. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, because we because we weren't given enough time with her. No. Yeah. No. I'm not. Invo- I'm not emotionally yeah. invested in her death. I'm emotionally invested in that scene because uh, it was beautiful. Um, favorite moment. Favorite element. Oh, it's got to be the, the the. I hate that it is all CGI, but it is <coughs> the setting of Pandora once you're in the forest is gorgeous it is so lovely and i like the color palette they choose to use because it's almost like an ultraviolet type glow on everything yep. and i also like and the fact very clever. that when they were walking in the ultraviolet bit wherever they walked was like michael jackson <laughs> you know when he's on that um disco dance floor thing where he's oh, moving yeah. around it all lights up so wherever they would go and walking in that ultraviolet stuff that the where their feet were it just lit up okay um don't stop till you get enough. <laughs> don't stop till you get enough. Come on. Um, for me, I don't. I don't know what's. Uh, uh, this isn't a film bereft of positives, Liam. I'm not going to sit there and no. have you go. There's nothing I can talk about. Well, there's my my biggest grumble is probably the best thing about it. Yes, that's fine. So yeah, I, I like some of the CGI stuff. There you go. Like whether it's something that we're like, oh, I really like these in my movies. You have to look at it and go, you can't argue with what they've done. It's no, clearly no, no, groundbreaking. No, no. Yeah. And actually, to see it in three D and then to see it in two D, because um, I remember those like um, jellyfish. There are yeah. sequ- I, I would have liked to have seen this in three D. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah, one yeah. where you go, oh yeah, no, this would have worked. Yeah. The last, last thing I think I saw in three D was Toy Story three, and that was just completely unnecessary. Last time I saw was the Lorax. Also, that was great in three D. To be oh, fair, was, in three yeah. D, you know when they're fighting and they're throwing the planes about and the yeah. dragons are all over the place. Quite a similar narrative. Seeing the, actually. Seeing the depths <laughs> of, of of all that going on, that's quite. In, that was good in three D. 
I believe, yeah, if I'm correct, going back to the Lorax from it, I think at one point Sigourney Weaver has a copy of the book on her bookshelf. That would make and sense. And that's mm. interesting because it's a very similar the narrative. Lorax speaks for the trees. Who stands for the trees. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah okay. Uh, Ethan? Uh, it, it's a very visually beautiful film. I do I do really like the the eco-tree-huggy message because it's a, like, I do like that whole whole thing of, hey, maybe we don't pillage native lands for our own personal gain. Yeah. And I, 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 it's it's that fable of the American industrial complex, and I, I like that in my film. I tell you what, just quickly, sorry. The idea of I will come back to you. I just want to say I wanted to elaborate on what I, I said. I never get a chance to speak on this part. Never. I wanted to just elaborate on what I said because the idea of Pandora as a place and how Pandora works, like the idea of all the plant life being connected and then being the able to connect. Yeah. I I really like that. I think that's very very. Clever. If it's a network, why did Jake have to go on a speaking tour? Yeah, because why couldn't he have just like plugged in and been like? I do that. They press their neck and they've got like their own little. That's tech though. Going that's, on. that's technology How? that they brought over. Thing. That's not a Navi. Yeah, thing. that wasn't a Navi thing. That was a human thing. No. So where did he get the the intercom thing to talk about? Oh yeah, so they know they brought some stuff with them. I guess. Yeah. How did they know how to use it? They taught him before they go flying. They had it overnight. You wanted a boot camp, all right, folks? I've learned a lot from you. Make sure you've got some room in your cups i'm not giving you any sort of spiritual lessons but this is how you turn on the radio press the button to talk let go when you're done yeah that would that would be the entire montage (laughs) make sure you say over over Uh, Uh, my favorite is uh i really like uh movies about the commercialism of military no i don't uh it's I just want to be silly. Right? I, know, be like, I know, I know, I know. Oh, I just love a James Cameron script, don't you? I mean, yeah. it's just it's <laughs> so in depth. But there's a master. Part. Like, if you think of he's not only all those movies that he's directed, he's written all of them as well. Yeah, like that's that's insane. I don't yeah. remember the dialogue in Titanic being as bad as this one. He don't also, let go, Jack. I mean, that's a bit shit. But like, <laughs> the rest of it, I remember the dialogue being all right. But maybe I've got what else hazy eyes. Get off my door. What else he wrote? Oh, he was. Oh, uh, he, oh, he also wrote Rambo: First Blood Part Two. Uh, okay. Yes, See, that's when it started going. That, part two. That's when it started going shit. When Stallone's uh, uh, first Rambo, which is called first. Is this a dagger one. I see before me. <laughs> the first Rambo is a good movie. It's written very well. He hardly says anything, which is anyway. Know, but I'm just saying, so you can understand if James Cameron wrote the second one, that's where the Rambo character changes. Back to my favorite element. I'm going to go <laughs> with. I'm going to split it a bit because everybody's talked about the visual and the visuals are great. I'm going to say the story, not the script, the story. Mm. The story is simple. Simple does not always mean bad. A simple story, if done well, can be really, really strong. So the simple story. Agreed. Really easy to go. Good guys, bad guys. Here's what the journey accepted. When they pay off, sometimes you can go, ah, you gave me exactly what I wanted from this movie. I like that. It's easy to follow it, isn't it? Yeah. I thought it was quite clever how um, we're seeing the humans as the good guys to start with, and then it merges into the bad guys. The very last line they're referred to, the humans are referred to as the aliens, which, going by the literal definition of alien, they are the aliens on that And nobody knows more about aliens than James Cameron. Exactly. There we are. Um, Or Terminators, for that matter. Um, Let's talk about uh, Grumble. 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 Georgia. The dialogue. 
and the way some of it's delivered just isn't very good i do enjoy that they put in the plot points obviously so that they were a lot of it was able to be in english and yep. the, the effort that went into the navi language you sure. can i can appreciate it. oh i will say this for somebody maybe this is a plus thing i had to turn the the subtitles on again oh. and i watched the whole movie with subtitles on i was not expecting to have to do oh, that okay. oh, that's strange when they spoke in navi did um did they, did it, it was still like yellow, yellow yeah. but every now and then it would say like the, the 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 white writing would say navi speaking over the navi i'm like yeah, i don't need you to subtitle that it's already it's already been captioned for my ease yeah yeah no i appreciated all the effort that went into that but some of the dialogue the dialogue on in once we're into pandora was quite good but the dialogue with between humans some of that was a bit rubbish the exposition was a bit shit I didn't like all the CGI. Um, there was too much going on at times, like with the the fighting and stuff, and that nothing was always made clear, like with the them talking with the intercoms at the end and the the pods, you know, linking up to. Could you use anyone? Can anyone use them? You know, did the Navi know that they were humans in in the bodies to start with, or did that come back later? Did that just come about later? Who knows? I don't know. There's a lot of things that didn't really make sense to me. Um, but mainly the CGI got too much. And I think this was a snowball effect to what films came later. Um, and I think we need to go back sometimes to more real life stuff with um, puppetry. You know, the practical. Yeah, yeah. Practical effects. And 11 minute car chases. Oh, see if they had a car chase. There, there was some tech. They were chasing people. There were explosions. This should have been a Liam movie. Yeah. No, it's because the big bomb didn't go off, isn't it? Right. I didn't have Vin Diesel riding that bomb down to the hey, bottom. Hey, ready for this? Apparently, Vin Diesel's supposed to be in one of the sequels. No, yeah, just thought I'd throw it at you. Oh. I'm throwing things at you, Ethan. What do you got for your grumble? Um, the first half of this film is like the weakest part because it. it it tries to take so much time to sort of develop and tell us, oh, this is the world of Pandora and everything that's going on. But it also doesn't tell us the fundamentals we probably should know about the world. But by the time we get to the to the second half, it's a different <coughs> film. But I've also felt introduced enough that I'm really invested. But the first half, just I can't justify its existence still. It's like a paradox of itself. It's a really frustrating first half because it's a film, I'd say, of two acts, not three. <laughs> Oh, I was about to say, no, 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 he's, he's starting to me and I was going to back you up, Ethan, but I'm trying not to sneeze at the same time. Um, I watched this in two parts, which is quite a long film, and I didn't watch it today. I watched it Thursday, Friday, or Friday, Friday. You amateurs. Ethan Thursday, and I Friday. sat through Malcolm X. That was three and 20. <laughs> <laughs> but I, what but you were saying, like I did my, it in two parts. The first part I watched was the first like hour and 50 minutes, and I was I stopped it like, just before they were starting to get ready for the Same. fight and stuff, and going, this is not good. Like, I did not want to finish it. I was getting really frustrated with it because, like you were saying, Ethan, they spent so long in this first act that I was just going, what is going on? <laughs> um, but then I watched the last hour, and I said to you the other day today, and, like, yeah. the last hour is so much better. Like, they actually put effort in. It feels like they put effort into the dialogue. They put effort into the the story points and that just isn't there in the first two hours it doesn't it feels like two different films yeah. i really enjoyed the last hour the first two were a bit of a slog at points all right i'm gonna have my grumble now for me um, well i don't know so throwing it back to georgia and ethan <laughs> 
uh, which is this pacing. <laughs> the pacing of this movie is poor. Very poor. Mm. And we need a little less. And I get the work. If you've been at your kitchen table, I guess, for two years, thinking about all the things that um, Pandora has in it, I guess you want to show all of it. But what they needed was a little bit less time on, like, this is how you make your pterodactyl listen to you, and a little <laughs> bit more time of, like, hey, here's some characters we're going to kill off. It might be important if we actually cared. Yeah, and we didn't. And have character development and see Michelle Williams be torn. Michelle Rodriguez. You know, the idea that she's starting to maybe believe a little Michelle bit less. Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. What, did I say Williams? Yeah. Oh, Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah. Show that she's a bit torn, right? So that was my issue was uh, for the second half to be better, I, all you have to do is reframe some things in the first half and spend a little bit more time with the humans uh, so that when things happen to them, it causes a reaction that George is asking us about. So there we go. Here's the thing for you then. Do you think this could have been a short film and told better? Or do you think they could have been re-edited better? It couldn't have been a shorter film. What you need to do is spend the time in different places. Okay. Yeah. The plot points need to be slightly different in the first couple of hours. Yeah. So like, rather than, like Ian said, spending the time with all the different animals and the different... And as much as it's nice to see all the different, like, Na'vi traditions, and we saw maybe five of them, you only probably needed to yeah. see two or three and spend those other it's, chunks of time with human it's like interaction. Saying, you had another montage where you went through some of the stuff. It would have been all right. But it's like, could Titanic have been two hours and 30 minutes? I guess it could have. Would it have been better for it? No. No. Oh yeah, just because a film is long doesn't mean it's bad or it needs cutting down. It just needs sometimes they need re. Sometimes it also just needs to. Most films these days are longer. Yep, and they're getting longer. Yep. You know, I miss the hour and a half movies, hour and forty minute movies. You know, hey, you you take the the car chase scene. That was only about eighty-five minutes left. Exactly. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I want to see a movie where it's all car chase scene. Liam doesn't want chance to fall asleep. Car chasing and boobs. I'm okay with that. You've never described yourself better. You are. There's me. You you can tell you grew up in the 80s. That's all I gotta say. I'm okay with a long film, but Uh, I will say the one thing, because I was having this conversation about, of all films, um, the Zack Snyder's Justice League. If a film has to try and justify its its, long run run time, then there's a problem. Yeah. I get why this film has a long run time. But it needed to be better to make it more acceptable. Yeah, two hours and forty minutes. I mean, it's that. I mean, yeah, that's fine. Marvel films are going that long all the time. The Lord of the Rings films are that long. Over. This was an event. I got no isn't, issue with it. Isn't Wakanda Forever like two fifty or something? I haven't seen it. it. It's, 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 it's not ridiculous. Less like likely to want to see it now. Oh, Jeez. <laughs> um, so there we have there. So I think it's time to start looking at uh, what the critics felt of this film. The critics, the good, the bad, and the ebes. Georgia, what we got? We have got as she scrolls up through her phone for her screenshots we've got simon abrams from house next door says cameron knows the viewer will recognize avatar's story from elsewhere whether it's the love affair between john smith and pocahontas or almost all of fern gully and so tries to dazzle the viewer with shock and awe that's the third one i can't remember fern gully fern gully oh, if this had robin williams in an instantly better movie yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we have got Ann Thompson from IndieWire who says Avatar is a joyous celebration of storycraft and the visual possibilities of cinema. Cameron had his sights set on taking technology of film where no one had gone before and he delivers. Avatar is stunning. Cameron and Peter Jackson's... Oh, sorry. It, I should have stopped there. It, okay. it cut off. Strange. 
And uh, finally, we have got our good friend Roger Ebert, Ebs. who Ebs. says, "Watching Avatar, I felt sort of the same as when I saw Star Wars in 1977. That was another movie I walked into with uncertain expectations. James Cameron's film has been the subject of relentlessly dubious." Ab- advanced buzz just as titanic was once again he has silenced the doubters by simply delivering an extraordinary film there is still at least one man in hollywood who knows how to spend to 150 million dollars or was it 300 million wisely yeah it's <laughs> sort of the uh, the great chat about what's going on uh while georgia looks up the uh the patreon voice I will put mention that i put out a fleece on twitter as i'm known to do is this a great film good film okay film or poor film I don't know if we've ever had something with this even of a spread. Wow. Oh, wow. 31% called it a good film. 26% called it an okay film. 22% called it a great film. 21% called it a poor film. Wow, it is mixed. It's in, oh, well over 50 responses. So it wasn't like we saw like four people. It no, was, no, no. Yeah, I had, I had no idea what it was. the response was going to be to this. And I think if you did this after it first came out, it would be a much different story. I will say that surprisingly, Avatar wouldn't have qualified by itself. Oh, okay. It's 82% of Rotten Tomatoes, so it falls just short. And it's mm-hmm. only 7.8 on IMDb, so it falls just short. So oh. interesting. Yeah. 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 Well, let's see what we got. Uh, we have got Nate. The Great. Who says... Hey. I'm so happy you're finally doing this one. This is going to be fun. Here we go. I was 12 when this came out, and I wish I'd walked out halfway through. And I rewatched it again recently to see if it had grown on me, if I had different thoughts. Nope. Pretty boring throughout. Every character is bland and has zero personality, or is interesting at, or is interesting at all. Uh, the villains are generic military guys with generic motives. Our lead character has a backstory we've seen many times before, except way better. And the story beat where an outsider <coughs> falls in love with somebody they shouldn't was done poorly and wasn't really earned. Hell, Point Break did it better. Mm-hmm. The only thing anyone ever tells me that is good about Avatar is the visuals, but every shot is blue, green screen, or riddled with bad CGI. Oh, I forgot to mention the action in the end is Transformers level bad and clunky. Rough watch all the way through. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <laughs> he did say there was a ranting. Co- that was Nate, right? That was Nate. He yeah. was he was waiting yeah. on that one. Yeah, Go on yeah. My he, he asked me. He was like, "Are you gonna be? Are you gonna be on today for it?" And I was like, "Oh, oh, I'm scared now." <laughs> oh, no, that was okay. He tried to guess what I would give it. I'll say what he what he guessed when I, I get mm. to the end. Uh, then we've got Juline. 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 I'm excited about. Avatar faces the same problem as June, except June is boring. This movie actually has gunfire in an action sequence. I loved Avatar's cinematography and the uh, the bright colour, f- beautiful colour grading and the clever use of contrast when Jake was going in and out of his Avatar body. I also love the language of the Na'vi. Now, what I dislike is the extremely derivative screenplay it's ridiculous and a good thing disney owns both the avatar franchise and 20th century fox otherwise they would owe money for their out and out copy of pocahontas story and fern golly p.s are they having non-consensual relationships with organisms they connect their tail with i have questions also i gave it a blank for the cinematography um i will have to say regarding the Pocahontas thing. I mean, that's 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 long historical. That's in the public domain. Yeah, I yeah. think Fern Gully. That's not Disney. Fern Gully's someone else. So I'll look up an next one. I'm gonna look up who Fern Gully belongs to. It might be 20th Century Fox. So go ahead. If you've never seen, have you ever seen Fern Gully, Georgia? No. Oh, Fern Gully's great. A little, mm, a little many years ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I've not seen that either. Croyer Films Incorporated. Well, they're probably owned by someone. Yep, there we are. Uh, I'll distribute it by 20th Century Fox. <laughs> oh, never mind. In the US and then uh, Columbia TriStar in Australia. I don't know who had international rides. So there we go. Uh, next up, we have got 
cheesy. With a fish on our bike. He says... Obviously, this is a visually stunning film, and very early on, I forgot that I was watching CG characters in a CG world. I love the world building on Pandora, and I could have just stayed with the natives and the local wildlife exploring this world. The story is clearly a sci-fi version of Dances with the Wolves, but I don't mind that. What I do mind is the script in the human scenes. There is some pretty lazy exposition, and the name Unobtainium is just stupid. Every military character just seems to speak in generic military sound bites. I was actually laughing at some of these. There there is no denying that this film is an important one in the evolution of filmmaking but i would just wish that cameron had written the human characters better i'm pretty much bang on with cheesy there it ain't easy being cheesy <laughs> <laughs> no cheesy good shot buddy it is, uh, it it's, it's interesting even within the short range of outcomes we've had so far very disparate i think yeah it, it, it's similar to the poll absolutely yeah. no every, pretty much everything cheesy there is things that i've he summed up what I've said in the last three hours quite nicely. Uh, lastly, we have got Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith? Who says, Avatar is a strange phenomenon. I like James Cameron. He has made some truly groundbreaking films. A few I would count as among my favourites. Avatar is, of course, groundbreaking, breaking, but only really due to technology behind it. I remember seeing it in the cinema back in 2009. I was blown away by the visuals, the overall aesthetic, and, of course, by the 3D. I was totally on the 3D bandwagon after that, but nothing else came close. Looking back at those elements at Looking back, those are the elements that all stand out to me. I remember the storyline, and I'd seen that kind of thing before. There was That was certainly not groundbreaking. I'm pretty uninterested in the new one. I was going to suggest it as a discussion subject for you all to get your thoughts on, but of course you'll now be discussing it on this episode. I have mixed feelings about this franchise. I'm not really sure we need it, but money, right? Yeah, that's a great question. I was hoping to remember it, and I'm glad. Thank you very much to Dwayne for sort of sparking it. Who, who's gonna go see one of the sequels who's gonna see number two forget i'm gonna wait till number four now who's gonna go see number two i want to uh, but will i go and will i have time to go see it if we yeah. do it as a seal skip it maybe but <sighs> i'd wait for it i have no desire to go see this thing no. i might do I'm, it I, I don't even know if i want to see it when it comes out because i'm just no. like it might be one of these things this bloated form of storytelling here's the thing i don't want to go back no i don't that's the thing i don't want to go back who was asking for an avatar 2 like nine Nobody. it's really weird i know i've seen so many people online talk about it like it's had this weird resurgence but also it's also had a lot of people say shut up you're an idiot yeah. it's bad it's so not the sign- like, eh. yeah, it's not to be a good movie or bad if you're like oh yeah if, if, if you don't if you don't want to see a sequel it means you didn't like it like i love the prestige and little miss sunshine don't want sequels to those movies yeah, they're perfectly I made sequels i would have i would have yeah. sat my butt down when this was originally supposed to come out in 2015 but then it didn't. Yeah, I mean the first part of the set Car- my butt down in 2016, and then it didn't. The first part of the Caribbean movie, I, I was like, "Yes, take my money, I'll, m- more, please." A shame that no matched up to the first. No, one. but it wasn't going to. It was. <laughs> no. it, it's, it's it's so close to perfect. But yes, I did. Yeah, true. Yeah. So this comes out it was the a pain. same day that I could go to the cinema to see the Muppets Christmas Carol. I bought tickets to see the Muppets Christmas Carol <laughs> instead. I when Avatar one came out, I uh, it was up against. I believe Jim Henson's Christmas Carol was was around at that point. Was it? Not Jim Henson's. <sighs> Jim Carrey's. Oh, yeah. And I went oh, saw okay. that in 3D. Never Sock. seen it. Never seen it. I teach it now. Christmas I really like Carol. it. But the, my biggest problems with the version of Christmas Carol, I skip the, skip the scenes now. It's the best part about having a home to it. There's about four sequences that are clearly made just for 3D. Oh, okay. And if you skip those, it's a lot more enjoyable. Mm. <laughs> but it has like, it's, it's like some network executive. Oh, it's not interesting. We need something interesting. What? Besides Scrooge's like transformation 
pollution. Yeah, yeah. Let's have a rat chase him down the street. I'm like, this is so stupid. This the whole story's great. Just yeah. follow the story. Yeah. Late 2000s, early 2010s films have these egregious scenes now when you rewatch them where it's like, here's this thing that's come to the camera. Captain America 1 has one. And I'm like, I like that film, but in, I hate that. In the early 2000s, the problem was shooting scenes that were only going to be on the DVD as, as additional scenes and features. Yeah. That was the plague then. In the 2010s, it was what Ethan's talking about. Mm. Uh, aping, aping for the camera for, for, for a 3D ticket. And now it's like IMAX scenes, but it, all it is is you get to see some more <coughs> stuff, but it, nothing of value is lost if you don't see it. It's a very weird business model. Uh, we asked our fledgling fandom for their thoughts, and let's start off with... Hey, it's your sister! <laughs> <laughs> Kirsty says this, this was the second nap I ever paid for. It's <laughs> well said. First no was wrong. Lord of the Rings. I went with a work friend oh. and fell asleep in the theater maybe 20 minutes in. I tried watching it since. I've yet to make it through. I just don't get the hype. Apparently, I'd rather watch the inside of my eyelids. Well, Liam has a similar situation, so go ahead. You're in good company there. Yep. Uh, Ch- you, Chance Whitmore says, visually beautiful in a busy way, but I found it flat and boring. I walked out calling it Dances with Smurfs. Danny Fritz a musical says I remember the South Park uh, I remember the South Park episode that made this exact parody of Dancing with the Smurfs uh, I remember Avatar being visually amazing and really enhanced of how hard they worked with the new 3D technology but the plot is just meh a new uh, responder I believe oh hang on Ooh. Danny keeps going I liked how they used their ha- hair to commune with nature and the animals until the extended release came out and it was shown that how Jake and Natiri consummated break their love break then it was very weird with the bestiality undertones hmm. uh james duncalf new commentator says boring film that i haven't watched since the first time around and it was meh then thanks james scriptical pod says we had to watch it at one and a half speed just to get to the end so boring yeah we don't do those rules you gotta watch at the speed they gave you yeah <laughs> um friend of the podcaster from how not to summon a podcast let's start hey buddy Aww. how you doing so it's an unoriginal movie just another white savior story we've seen a hundred times pocahontas last samurai dangerous minds great wall dumped all the money into visuals that are hiring just one decent member of the writing staff <laughs> well that's a really good point about the white savior trope it is a very egregious thing even like in 2009 i didn't pick see i i if you if you i thought it's, about this because i, I saw it somewhere different else. species yeah, I think you're right, Larry, yeah. that it is different when it's a different species. Um, and it's difficult as well, because this cast wasn't it wasn't massively ethnically diverse, but it wasn't not ethnically diverse is either. It's an allegory? Yeah, you can argue it's an allegory, but it's taking the Pocahontas theme and going yeah. elsewhere of it. I really don't think you can apply the white savior trope to Pandora. Mm. No. I, think I it's, don't. The argument, I think, is also given, because a lot of the Na'vi are people of colour, so you can then just go, oh, so yes, this you is representing that. and. I, I, I do get that. I, and I've Julian said something uh, in the Patreon about um, the Patreon chat about that, and I'm like, I, I, I see, I can see that. But at the same point, I think because it's supposed to represent Jake Sully, despite the fact he is just a, a white guy, is representing, I, I guess, the, the human race. Human as well. race, dangerous. Just, yeah. da- let's look at dangerous minds. Total white savior trope. Yeah. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, the power of karate and leather jackets, <laughs> is able to change the, the, the life outcomes of largely black and Hispanic people, color, youth. Yep. Through what? Through her individual power. Has she shown, does she grow in many ways? I don't know, except for believing in herself. Not really. She's our light. She's, she is the rage. light. Yeah, right? <laughs> Here, he changes in every way because of what he's exposed to. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't change them. They change him. And then he goes, I feel so badly. He ends up changing his identity. Mm. So I don't think this, I don't think this lines up to the white saber strip. Now, honestly, if you look at it with that lens, you can't, you can't see that and have a discussion there. But to only go to that layer with it, I think is, is, is a little minimalistic. Avatar's plot is really similar to, to Brother Bear, I've realized, and I'm now can't unsee it because they, bo- <laughs> they both choose to be the thing that they get turned into at the so, end. So, so is so is Bear a white savior trope? Of course, it's not. Nah, because they're well, they're, 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 they're like they're like they're like Inuit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, it was just it, I, I I have seen that in a few reports, and then I, I saw the comment, but I was already going to discuss it before I saw that. If if you want to look at that, I, I get that, but I, just, I it's it's. It's Pandora. It's difficult. They're completely different worlds. It's not races on on Earth. It is one and again, entire race. The race who we're told have all the correct values are, Pan- are the ones are the who Navi, are who yeah. the cast are members of, of of color. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So and who largely espouse what I think would be the closest to a North American Aboriginal belief system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So does he save them or do they save him? And he just gets to return the favor at the end. It's absolutely that one. Yeah. Yeah. I think the argument is because he's the one that gets that has like has that I connect with because it's the the one in however many chances get to. But again, it's also because I guess he gets to. Exp- I don't know. Yeah, that's just a plot thing. That is just a, yeah. our main character gets to ride the buffalo. Yep. Thing. Yep. Just a typical Australian savior trope. <laughs> <laughs> you call that a knife? <laughs> It's like Crocodile Dundee 3, Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. Crocodile Dundee in Pandora. That's right. I want to see that. Um, oh, I've got some more comments to make here. That's right. We got oh, off on a little yes, bit sorry. of a side. Um, Nate the Great decided to jump in again. I don't think I can say it enough. Poor. I think my review will really paint the picture in this movie as proof. And just because a movie makes a lot of money doesn't make it good. Stu from Stu World Order. Never saw it. Thanks for your concise message. <laughs> Jesse B says it's Fern Gully retold with epic CGI. Sir gives a damn. What a great handle. That is a great. <laughs> it's not Shakespeare, but it's gorgeous to look at and entertaining. I look forward to seeing more of the world of Pandora. Wow. Um, so, and he finishes by saying this, and I think this is an interesting point to finish with, because I think it's how you feel about Grease, Liam. You have to understand it's how the internet works. It's the thing now to hate on Avatar. They'll say they didn't enjoy it, but were probably raving about it when it was released. And I think there is something about, if you go, if we did this in 2009, just after it came out, mm. I think it might be a little bit different. Yeah. Because it was groundbreaking. No, it was an me. event. <laughs> Maybe not for you, but I think yeah. as far as what we saw on, on the poll results and all that stuff. But that being said, you, I can't put myself into one of the... Uh, we're not all Ethan. If I can quantum leap and enjoy it <laughs> back at that time. I mean, I don't know if it resets. Ethan's never really explained the rules of how it works for him. Does he go back into his mindset when he was that age? I don't know. Who knows, who knows. God, I hope not, because well, that says more about me currently than it does then. Indeed. So there we go. So um, that's really about that. So all that's left to do is give our ratings. Our, am I forgetting something? I haven't done pause for the part. Oh, hang on. Are I don't we, know if I'm going to do age game because I was. Oh, like, my I'm, word, the age game. See, I forgot. I'm, I'm not yeah. American computer. Let's start with this. Yeah. Ethan, we'll give you a couple of minutes here to sort of do your bumbling Hugh Grant thing as you look for ages. <laughs> I um, know I'm really bumbling. I think it's going to be really difficult for the Navi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I think I because th- uh, how, how, but I think we yeah. can do it for the humans. Uh, Georgia, pass the parts. Yeah, it makes me very happy. Like I said, my first introduction to this because I didn't watch it when it was out. I wasn't very old when it first came out, so I'm not. <coughs> uh, my first watch was uh, for this. Um, over the last couple of days um, but I've known quite a lot about the world of Pandora because of the part of the park in Disney's Animal Kingdom in um, Florida and Disney World um, and from what I've seen it is absolutely gorgeous like they've done they've done it justice they do the cgi justice in real life which makes you kind of go hang on a second you probably could have built some sets then couldn't you because that's basically what you've done oh, but the, the sheer volume of it would but the be, volume of it would have been difficult yeah. Yeah, yeah i mean it's not a small part of the park it's quite big um but pandora in probably Animal- the bit where you fly over it would have been really hard well yeah do. of course that would have been difficult <laughs> but you say that because one of the i've noticed that same bush about 24 times <laughs> it's like what does scooby do so you say that the part of Pandora in the park is big enough to have two rides and two restaurants and several shops. Like it's not a small area. Um, but one of the rides is Flight of Passage, Avatar Flight of Passage, which where you go on one of the dragonly things and have a fly around. Um, and the other one is the Navi River Journey. And Navi River Journey is That's spectacular. stunning. It is, it is Pandora at night time as you go on a river through everything and i believe it's is it um, uv type yeah oh, it's okay. all glows it's all absolutely stunning by as a does by a luminescent rug as does <laughs> all of the outside land at night time as well everything in pandora at night glows and lights up and it is this absolutely stunning work of art like the artwork there's effort that goes into pandora as a park is stunning um just while we're on it, Joe Road, who was a Disney Imagineering executive who worked with James Cameron on um, on the land of Pandora, the park, says, we're taking our guests on a journey in this world to experience this as realistic and immersive as possible. In the movie, the world of Pandora is a setting for action and characters whose story we follow. Here, guests are primarily primary characters immersed in an extremely vivid, authentic experience. And from what I've seen, it genuinely it does it justice um i'd love to visit because it looks gorgeous and just one last little bit the uh, animatronic which is used in navi river journey mm-hmm. um she's one of the most reliable i believe it's mum the the animatronic represents yeah um what, yeah um but it's the one of the most technically advanced animatronics to the point that it barely ever breaks down um but also fluid. It's so fluid that people often think it is someone in a suit, like and that that technology advanced with the that, advancements of this of this ride. Me. It's I'll show you a video of it. Like it's it's gorgeous. But yeah, uh, Pandora in Animal Kingdom is great. I believe I believe uh, robots will take over the world one day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, pause for the rise of the machines. <laughs> It wasn't. It wasn't Judgment Day after all. It was the parks. All right, all right. And Ethan, I hope you're ready because yeah. Oh, that's the wrong one again. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Age game, age game. Let's all play the age game. Ethan, what we got? Uh, so first we have Sam Worthington, not Sam Rockwell, who yes. was Jake Sully, as Natiri said. Twenty-eight. 32. 34. Uh, Liam is the closest. He's 31. Ooh. Uh, then we have Sigourney Weaver. 
54. 62. 70. I'd say... Liam's the closest. She's fifty-eight. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I might have seen some of this and how old she was now. <laughs> I can um, add those numbers up about right. Now. <laughs> yeah. uh, we have Stephen Lang, who's a bombard general. Ooh, I like him. Is this Scarface? This is Scar- yeah, yeah. It's this raptor raptor head. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fifty-seven. Forty-six. Fifty. Uh, again, Liam. He's he's got a hot streak today. He's fifty-five. Wow. And finally, I did put Zoe Saldana, but that's impossible. So I've gone. I've just changed that to Giovanni Rabisi. Ah, very good, Frank Junior, Mister Corporate, yeah, unobtainium. Forty-five, thirty-nine. I've been able to unobtain his age this any of a game. So I'm gonna go forty-four. I'd say uh, George of the Closest, thirty-three. Oh, I was really? saying he wasn't old when he did Friends, and I was trying to yeah. backtrack that. Lost in translation, all sorts of stuff. Jeez, I'm really surprised by that. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, so I suck this week. Despite Liam, Liam maybe not enjoying that, yeah. the film, he's got a knack for getting the age. It's Liam's Boom. new favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Are you listening, Josh? This is really <laughs> If John Travolta signed on for one of the Avatar sequels, <laughs> would that change your... Uh... No. Have we ever seen Battlefield Earth? If he said, if no. he said, if he said, if he said, like, Oh, the earth is like a dance you have to do. No. <laughs> what if Michelle Pfeiffer was one of the one oh, of the Navi? Now, if you had John Travolta and Michelle Pfeiffer, de- de-aged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was saying that I didn't like Hespray. Ratings, Georgia ratings. What you got for me? Yes. <laughs> um, I I came into this with one number, and I think I've gone down a little bit since we've been chatting. All right, um, but. I did think it was beautiful, and I am a visual person when we've come to films. Is that analogy over which did you see that year? Did you see billboards or did you see Fish Guy? And I saw Fish Guy um, and thought it was absolutely stunning. But this is beautiful, and I think the system that they have built and the planet that they have built is stunning. I do wish they'd spent a little bit of that effort in some of the dialogue and the script because the story like we said is very very you're good you're never going to find that James Cameron movie unfortunately no. unfortunately I'm not sorry, I, I spoke no it's okay um, but so James Cameron probably isn't my favourite and do I do I slightly wish that someone else had written it yeah because I think if someone else some a more competent not even storyteller but a more competent script writer had had their hands on this I think it could have been so much better and that's frustrating because it's, it's got such a good base. It's kind of hard when you wrote the screenplay of the most financially successful movie of all time. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then just topped it. Yeah. No, of course, yeah, it, yeah, is. Yeah. Of course it is. And don't get me wrong, it is, it is, it's obviously done that for a reason. It was this massive event. Um, I'm just trying to figure out why isn't he more self-aware. Yeah. And I think it's because he's going, I write stuff that works. Yeah, I've, I've got the money he's to believe it. He's believing in himself yeah. more, isn't how he? Could you, how could you? I mean, if I, if I was him, oh my yeah. word. I mean, his hit he rate on movies. I mean, care. Canadians with big egos. Who, who, who am I to talk, right? Every interview he's done recently, he's like, I don't give a shit. I want to make this. Screw you. And I'm like, okay, good. you know what? We don't I, have a camera. I, I, I will invent the camera. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think so I said, I always respect yeah. how much he doesn't give a shit. Yeah, it's like arrogant to the point of, oh, I'm actually quite impressed. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and that that's, that's <laughs> definitely says something. I mean, yeah, that is you all over. Um, <laughs> arrogance to the point it's impressive. Hashtag. No, um, Ian is always right. That's right. 
it is it is beautiful the story i like the characters i'm all right with um the and different bits and pieces i came into this and he was going to give it an eight because of how visually stunning it is but then i remembered how frustrated i was two hours in and going it's just not good and the different bits of dialogue that we picked up so i am lowering it to a seven okay. seven wisps will of the wisps <laughs> out, of, uh, out of ten William. Okay, going from my reaction last week when you said it was going to be Avatar, yeah, uh, I think a lot of people out there heard my reactions. Yeah, um, I wish I had it to queue up, but I don't. My my reactions haven't really changed that much. Um, I thought I did see it in 3D in the cinema. Never what had any inclination to watch it again until this podcast. I gave it a watch. I considered not. Um, <laughs> I considered dropping out of this one. <laughs> Um, but I thought, no, it's uh, it's one of them things that, you know, regardless whether you like a film or not, you still have to watch it and still have to go through it. Go on. I was totally prepared that you were going to call off, and I was totally prepared to challenge you and go, Liam, you can't just call off on the ones you don't like. <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely right. Because I was expecting it to a degree. Yeah, and I was too. And that did cross my mind, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, but I thought, no, this is something we do, and whether you like them or not, we Good still call. have to do them. I right? agree. Good call. Good call. Um, so I did, I persevered, I watched it in two stints, like Georgia, I did it an hour and 50 minutes and then watched last hour. One when you were awake, one when you were asleep. It's <laughs> <laughs> like Sam Worthington, wake up, wake up. Um, I actually did enjoy it a little bit more than I remember it, to be fair. Um, I, like Georgia said, it's visually stunning in places. I'm not a big fan of CGI. I never have been. I don't mind a bit of CGI here and there to like like for his legs you know like same in forrest gump yeah you know and stuff like that I, i'm all you know um mad max fury road when the haram you yep. know that's fine but when the film is more about that than the story i have problems so without talking too much more about my grumbles and carrying on <laughs> i have actually talked myself up to this rather than talk myself down from this number. So I'm going to give it five blue smurfed avatars <laughs> uh, out of ten. I think Ethan was predicting five because he's doing this yeah. five out or he's listening yeah. to a banger because his hands went... Oomts, 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 oomts. No, I, 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 I genuinely... Put, I, yeah, I put five up like just a bit wow. before, but I realized no one can see me. I genuinely had like a two in my head going... Wow! Because I was so bored the first time. You went a bit alone. You know? Oh, really? As far as the... Th yeah, yeah. I, um, I really seriously did not like this film. And even back in the day when everyone was raving about it, I was like, what are you raving about? I don't understand. But re-watching and seeing it through different eyes, as we do this podcast, we'd see Dangerous Minds. Classic. Yep. Love that movie. But we trashed on it. And I actually see that doing this podcast, it wasn't as good as I remember it being. Yep. This film actually was a little bit better than I remember it being. And so that is my, that is my uh, yeah, go on. I was really thought of Ethan, that's all I'm doing. Here. Oh, okay. I thought he was going like, oh, no, no, no. me. Uh, no, so yeah, five out of ten. All right, Ethan. I really don't want to sound like a contrarian because no, I'll do it. Live your gimmick, buddy. Yeah, no, I really, <laughs> no, I really enjoyed this. I was so excited you're, you're, to watch this. You're allowed to really enjoy it. Keep going. Yeah, no, I was, I was weirdly excited to watch this because, because I'm just like, I have not seen this since I was like ten, and my memory of this has faded <coughs> so much. Other than, oh, this is pretty in in 3D. 
I really enjoy this in 2D. I, and, like, I think it's a pretty film. The script, the, the dialogue is is laughable at points, and I'm struggling with that. I won't lie. But there's something about, like, the overall, like, I'm going to say quotations, message and, like, interpretation of everything. Because I really like that stuff. It's the same reason I love Return of the Jedi, because I like that anti-imperial uh look at what what uh we can do without like high tech and the, the the spiritualism and the embracement i really like that i think it's really cool and i love that part of the story and by the final 40 minutes i had this big grin on my face and i was having such a good time but then i remembered the first hour and a half of this film and i went ah oh, shit um so with that i'm trying to be as like equal as i can i'm going seven and a half weirdly cut scenes that got added and removed again out of ten <laughs> all right um my go it's interesting how you can go different uh different routes and get to the same place sometimes <laughs> um i my, look, i was not looking forward to seeing avatar this has been on the list for like a year and a half but i'm like i really don't want to watch this no. i tried to watch it once we didn't talk to who was it your first watch yada 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 blah, blah blah i tried to watch it once years ago and got to about i don't know i don't think he'd woken up in his blue suit yet or maybe he had a couple drinks so i was like no nah, i'm not following this i'm out and really was totally cool if i didn't touch it the rest of my life same with the exception of the pod so i went ahead and give it a shot um it's a good movie it's a good movie. It's not a great movie. It's a, it's 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 a good movie. I had an all, all right time. It's another one of those ones I can say I'm glad I watched it because now I can talk about it. Um, yeah, it, it played on tropes of dances with wolves. It played on tropes with uh, Pocahontas. Pocahontas, and I think maybe a more um, a more sympathetic thing to do rather than just retell that story is maybe to do this and go ahead and set it somewhere else. Yeah. And sort of explore those themes, including environmentalism as part of it as well, ergo the Fern Gully side of it. From that perspective, uh, I can't tell you a standout acting performance amongst them. If there is one, it's probably Zoe Saldana. Oh, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. If yeah. not the guy who played Christopher Lane, I think, who played the uh, the general. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Stephen Lane, yeah. <laughs> He's the standout character for me in the whole thing. Yeah, character-wise, yeah, but I think the acting performance, I think he did a really good job. Yeah, yeah. It's, again, he's, it's not only like they give him something to do, but he was great with it. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Mm. That pit with him in the coffee cup. Right. <laughs> um, and so the visuals, you can't argue with the visuals, but sometimes I'm like too much of a good thing and maybe James Cameron needs a governor. Maybe it was easy to get on board with the excess of Titanic mm. and long swooping shots of this historical event that we're already in the know of. Because the minute you see Titanic, we know she goes sink. Yep. It's right there in the title. Not so much with Avatar and therefore kind of how much were you going to be blown away by by Pandora, and was that enough for you? And for some people, the answer will be yes, and for me, the answer was not really. No, me. I had a feeling you want to say something, no? Okay. So I guess when it comes down to it, it's, it's really weird and a hard way to get there. Uh, um, I think it was, I think Nate predicted I'd go seven, just a touch higher. I'm going to go seven and a half potential acts of bestiality committed by our <laughs> protagonist wow. out of yeah. ten. So it was, it, was, it was decent. I, I sat there and go, you know, what was it? I think I gave Logan Lucky a seven or seven and a half. It was hard because I'm like, is it better than Logan Lucky? I would say this is a better movie than Logan Lucky. Nah, I prefer Logan Lucky. No, you could drive the more plot holes in that thing. I'll take, I'll take something. I enjoyed that this more. Is a, this is a simple story, and simple stories don't have to be bad stories. I just wish the script was stronger. Logan um, Lucky is like turn your brain off fun. This is you put some thought into it, and you'll you'll talk about it for a bit, but like also turn your brain off, but in more in a I like flashy lights kind of way. Yeah. Can I put mine up to a seven and a half? Oh, okay. Please? 
Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't justify the eight, and I thought the set. I was like, that's the perfect space for me. The thing is, can I, I put mine down? I to would like to see the second three. One. No, <laughs> sorry, Ethan. No, I, like, I would like to see the second one, but at the same point, I I need to justify the reason outside of. I thought the first one's pretty pretty. How can we go from there? No, maybe to see if he's got more than one trick in the can. I don't think he yeah. does. The the water effects look great from the trailers, but again. I can go see the Muppets Christmas Carol with the with the added music song that's been removed for years. I love Gonzo. Thank you. Uh, George and I are, are, are dying here, so we're going to go ahead and Sorry. wrap this up. Uh, we're going to talk about what we are doing. Uh, oh, wait, wait, we need to find out about the Patreon then, first of all. The Patreon, what did they give this? Uh, so if uh, Liam had given it a two, he would not have been alone. Nate also gave it a two. He threatened to give Whoa. it a one last week, so yeah. he's, he's doubled his score. He would. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, overall, it came out at a 5.25. So Liam, the oh voice of the people God. this week. Wow. I It speaks to that spread we saw. People, yeah, big yeah. spread. People either love lo- it. Ah, some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people are very much in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now let's talk about what we're doing next week. You won't be here, Georgia, but why don't you tell everybody what we're doing? It, says it was three people. Oh, I'm announcing it. <laughs> yeah, it was you know, the access to it. So it was three people who have. Uh, so Liam's pick was. Oh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Ethan's pick was. Scrooge. And my pick was. What's that bell, Daddy? It's a wonderful life. I, hope I it's predict not mine. that Ethan will be a distant third, and that you and I will be pretty. Con- it will, it'll be a pretty close fight. Hey, Clarence, Clarence, where are you, Clarence? See, I don't know, I don't see, after hearing what Liam chose, because I almost chose National Lampoon, I hope I lose, and I hope Ian loses. Wow! Thank, thanks for that, buddy. See, I hope Ian wins. I hope, I hope Argentina loses. <laughs> oh, I need to be right. Okay, so um, in a very distant third was Liam with National Lampoon's Christmas Day. What? No! I think I've won. Um, Wow. And that that was at 7% of the vote, so one vote. Wow. Um, 43% of the vote, so one vote made the difference between half. It's a Wonderful Life, Ian. 50% of the vote went to Scrooged. We're doing Scrooged. We are doing oh, Scrooged. Wow. I, I'm the king of the seasons this year. Oh, how, many how, many 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 right. how many voted? 14, 14 yeah. Wow. I was when I when I heard the choices, I was really what, what expecting you, National Lampoon. What do you attribute this to? Is this there's that many it's Scrooge fans out there, <laughs> or is this some sort of trolling pro Ethan thing where Ethan could have picked anything? It has to be. Ethan could have picked Sansa with knuckles or whatever it's called, <laughs> and they'd have gone, "Oh yeah, let's go for that." I don't know because I think Hermes might have picked Wonderful Life because Hermes commented on here said Wonderful Life was a tradition going up and I couldn't stand it. After I left home and went overseas, there was nothing I wanted more than just a small taste of home again. If I can help it, I will continue the tradition till the very end. Good so lad. that now holds a very, very special place for him. It's yeah. a Wonderful Life. So I reckon um, Hermes probably... I was not expecting Scrooge for next week. Me either. Yeah, see, I, 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 rate, I rate National Lampoon so much higher. How much than... sugar did you have before you started the pot today, Ethan? <laughs> We're all dead, and you are like bouncing <laughs> off the wall. It's like okay. a gummy bear, isn't he? No, 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 no. Bouncing here and there so and everywhere. I was, gonna, I was, I was going to say this because I thought National Lampoon was going to win. I made the 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 Griswold eggnog today, and I'm 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 bust. Wow. <laughs> Jeez. And I had a really nice steak. I'm in a good place right now. I, I just want to apologize, everybody, for me hacking through this. I know I've been coughing. And a my lot. nose. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, sorry, yeah, my dulcet tones. <laughs> Not our normal sort of stuff. Let's talk about what we're doing really quickly uh, the week following. So we're going to release an episode on Christmas Eve day or Christmas Day. I haven't decided yet. It'll be one of the two. 
um, where we'll have people hopefully chipping in and yada, yada, yada. And we're going to talk about a movie that's set on Christmas Day. Maybe it's, I don't know what people want to do on Christmas Day or not, but it's going to be this. We are going to be reviewing can't do diehards anymore. Nope. Because they we we, uh, we stopped because they yeah, got too yeah, bad. Yeah, we ran stupid. out of good ones. Yeah. What we're doing this thing? It's a it's 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 a Christmas movie. It's set during Christmas Day. Lethal Weapon. No. <laughs> we are going all the way to the Soviet Union to see if we can solve oh. the Cold War with a boxing Rocky match Ford. on Christmas Day. Nice. Rocky Four. No, Rocky Four is the one where he fights Ivan Drago. So that will be in 12 days. The reason why Liam loves this, I don't think there's any boobs in it, but I do think it is like the most quintessentially 80s movie ever made. Will I need to have seen Rocky 2 or 3 to understand what Oh, no. Okay, good, good, good. If this film dies, it dies. Yeah, no, no, you can totally jump. If you've seen one, I saw Rocky 4 without seeing Rocky 1, 2, or 3, and I still loved it. He is so ripped in this as well yeah so uh, just to clarify i will be there for that episode you'll be there for that episode there but you will not scrooge. be there for scrooge no. so I'm, I'm curious if we'd had santa claus and what would have happened there again yeah. i think the troll ian vote would have been high yeah i mean kirsty said didn't she that she how much did you did ian pay yeah. to drop out of that oh, i have it on my notes too yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> rocky four cool. i just saw i just saw the mass credit score Oh my god! Yeah, so yeah, it's not. Is, is it is is it a great film? I don't know, but it's a heck of a fun it's film. A fun, and I look for. I'm looking forward to going and seeing it. It's a rock, isn't it? The Rock. Yeah, it's like it's the a fun rock. It's, we'll see. I mean, I might give it like a four. Who knows? I but right so now, I'm just looking forward to it. So I, I, I just went from oh no to I'm so excited. If, so uh, if you want to go ahead and email us some audio greetings for our Christmas show, uh, you can email them the best film ever pod at gmail.com or you can get in touch with us on the Twitter at best film ever pod and I'll help you figure out where that goes. Always better for the inclusion of our listeners, and that includes first and foremost our patrons. We're talking Reverend Bruce, Julene, Hermes, Lena Oberholzer, Katie McCrane, Dwayne Smith. That's not a Dwayne Smith, that was a series. And Sidian Davies, Chris Peterson, Randall Silva, Nate the Great, the Yeatmeister, Cheesy, Andy Dixon, Holly Callen, Ryan Kuketz, and Richard. So, with, if you want to know more information about that, like we said before, patreon.com slash BFE. We kept it simple for you. Oh, I just figured out anything of, of, of an end line, but I think I've got it. So, oh. all right. Um, so, please join us next week as those of us who have survived tackle <laughs> the Bill Murray 1980s Christmas cynical classic. Yeah. Scrooged. For best film ever, I've been Liam. I've been Liam. I've been Ethan. And I've been Georgia. And I don't know if it's learning how to fly a pterodactyl. I don't know if it's riding a horse or even if it's mating someone for life. It's reached that time. Our voices are gone. It's time we hightail it out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flap.